No portion of this program may be reproduced without the expense. Yeah, but what about when the uh, salary was 100 percent? What about when the ticket prices were low? And they still weren't going to the games, huh? Nobody. So just a horse ball. You're listening to Sports Radio 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Front running, phony. How about the news they show. play again? To talk to Neil, dial one of six seven zero five sixty in Dave and Brown. No. In other towns, call toll free eight seven 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 eight five Neil or pound five sixty on your AT and T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his colleagues do not represent those of WQAM management staff no, or sponsors. No, 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 no. Now the Neil Rogers Show on five sixty WQAM. Hoover out the moon, man. She's on the way out. Katie, I'm the guy who holds a sign that says, I love you. Outside the Today Show window, all these years. You should have asked me if you could go to CBS News. Guess you don't love me as much as your career. She's on the way out. I got that story coming up momentarily. 1002 at 560 WQAM. Happy Thursday to you. It's our Neil Deal Day. It's Thursday. And we're we'll doing that. And then tomorrow, George is going to be a golf stream. Although we don't have any promo to uh, give any. You know. I faxed to her. No, that's not a promo. It's copy points. Oh, you well. did? That's it's what It's got nothing to do with you being there from be. 10 to 2 tomorrow. It's about the no. fact that it's Holy Bull Stakes weekend on Saturday. And the Gulfstream offers free admission over 5,000 right. free parking passes, as always, plus two world-class casinos and yada, yada, yada. Well, I'll be there, and we'll have some, you know, tchotchkes, T-shirts, things like that, pens with our logo on it. Tomorrow, 10 to 2, George at Gulfstream. Then Saturday, he's going to be at the grand reopening of Comp USA, 1740 North Federal Highway in Fort Lauderdale, 10 to noon Saturday. So we'll get to all of that stuff in. I just, I just mentioned that because all your close personal friends who at least are... You know, making some effort on our behalf, they still uh, just you know let the balls drop all the time. It's just, it's the QMF and way, man. Mm-hmm. Just uh, no follow through. I've got an amazing story. Although first, thanks, Mr. President, for those low gas prices again. Oil set a record briefly this morning: $112.21 a barrel. Roll out the barrel. You can't afford to buy, but roll it out. First time ever. First time in history it ever cracked through the $112 uh, marker. Now it's back down, though. I just checked at 11067. So let's buy a few barrels. I, that guy that called there at the ass end of Joe's show, I mean, what a clown, you know? 
I'm, I, there's a valid point that he's making, but the problem is that that's never been the problem, that people can't afford the tickets. I mean, there's some people who have never been able to afford because, you know, they're not making a lot of money. Some of them are just plain schleppers, and they would like to go, but most people don't want to go. They don't want to, and they don't, no matter what the price is, no matter what the economy, no matter what. So that now that's a good excuse, and, of course, in a town that's always got an excuse, that's a good one. Oh, we're not making any money anymore in the economy. We're in the Depression. Okay, great. That's this year's excuse not to go. And, of course, the fact that the ownership of most of the franchises keeps screwing the fans anyway. I mean, there's a whole bunch of ingredients involved there. But we don't do a sports show, so let's, let's not get sidetracked on that, mister. Please. Now, I have a Woodbine story, especially for Tubby over there who thinks, Oh, gee, all he does is go there to lose his money. Isn't that what he said yesterday, basically, exactly, I get up yeah. early to go lose my money on the weekend? Mm-hmm. So yesterday at 2 o'clock, I got in the Pontiac, and I drove uh, out to Woodbine. You'd be, you'd be proud of me tooling along there on the Gardner Expressway in 427. I could go there now with my eyes closed, blindfolded. I'm going to try that, I think. All right. But it, it can't be any worse than the rest of the driving here. Oh, my God, it's just terrifying. Slow, just slow and slower uh, so I get there yesterday, and I'm playing the dollar machine, man. Wheel of Fortune, of course. See, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm addicted not to gambling. I'm addicted to the Wheel of Fortune. I admit that. Because of the uh, noises it makes? No, because I've just been playing it for almost four years now, and I just enjoy right. it. I like the spin. I like the. Uh, I don't like the double diamond ones, only the five times ones. All right. So I uh, find me a machine. It's not too busy there. I find a machine. I sit down. I'm losing and losing and losing. I'm down a thousand bucks. I'm, I'm going to actually give you real numbers, which I usually don't do because it's nobody's business, but just to impress what a near disaster this was. So I'm down a grand. I thought, well, this is uh, not going to... You, you reach a point on the dollar machines where you're almost never going to get your money back because mm-hmm. there's just not that much upside, unless you hit something big on the line. So I go in the $5 room, Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Now, those machines are can be very profitable if you get lucky and you get a bunch of spins and yada yada or something good on the line. But if you get cold machines, man, you're pump. Every time you hit the button, you're playing ten bucks. These are five dollar okay. two coin machines. So every time you hit the button, it's ten bucks. So unless you're getting some action, some spins, some something, you can lose a lot of money in no time at all. So to make a long story short, about an hour and a half later, I'm losing. Guess how much? I don't, so don't know. ask Eight me bucks. why I was still there. What? Eight bucks. Three grand. Wow. Hey, big now, I ordinarily, uh, um, Mike, you have to set yourself a limit, like 500 or a grand or 1500 depending on how much you know, cash you got. Right. Eight I'm losing three grand, which ordinarily for me, I just don't hang around that long. But I just had this sinking feeling. I don't know what it was. I mean, and I hit the button again, and here comes Wheel of Fortune, five times purple seven, which is five grand. Okay. So now I'm up two grand. Okay. You don't find that an amazing comeback? That's an amazing comeback. Then, it's 525. Well, I'm not going to get on the highway in the middle of rush hour traffic. So I figure, well, I'll play some nickels, some two cents, some dimes. You know, I'll just diddle around a little bit. First, I go to the dollar wheel of fortune again, and I get a spin for 200. I win. I put 100 bucks in, I get 300 back. I realize this isn't that scintillating, but it's just uh, interesting to me. And so now I'm actually ahead uh, 2200. So All I right. take the uh, ticket that I got there for the 300 bucks, and I go, and I'm playing some quarters and nickels, and I'm having a good time. I'm giving it away, giving it back, but at least I'm not messing with the two grand that I won, right? Right. Now I go to a quarter machine, which has got this, like, mystery lamp something bonus thing. See, that's the thing about the new machines. Even though you're playing multiple 
coins all the time. They have they almost all of them have these bonus features, you know. Like okay. the chickens I told you about in uh, in uh, Hard Rock, the screaming chickens. Well, that was last week while he was on vacation. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Oh, you didn't hear about the screaming chickens, and I won. Uh, you say you don't know about my Everest chickens? No, here. I don't. About no, my chickens? About your chickens? No. <laughs> That's called hee haw. It's a fun machine. All right, I got a good one. Yeah, I won uh, thirteen hundred at uh, Hard Rock. Lost my acid pompano because uh, the casino there blows. But anyway. Uh, Oh, so I sit down this machine, and I get, like, the bonus thing on it. And the uh, thing comes up, do you want fame or fortune or BS? Or, and you, you press that, press fortune, of course, being greedy. And that's what I'm there for in the first place. And up comes the thing, and you, you hit the button, and it spins multiple times whatever you bet. Well, I bet the maximum, which is 25 cent times five, buck and a quarter, 25 credits. And it comes up 100 times that, so it's 2,500 quarters, which is 625 bucks. So I want another uh, 600 there. All right. And I left. Well, now it was time to leave. What was the total? 2,600 bucks. All right. I just mentioned that for Chris. Who, oh, all he does is go. And I'm not saying I win most of the time because nobody does. That. Liars tell you that no matter what kind of gambling they do. But uh, if I didn't, at least at Woodbine, if I didn't have a chance to win now and then and occasionally do it, uh, I wouldn't go. I'd stop going because I'm not into that, that kind of charity. I'm into other kind of stupid charity, but not that kind. Chris. Uh-huh. So how do you like that comeback story? It's very nice. Very good. Congratulations. <laughs> what he's really thinking is, this maniac, this old fool, was losing three grand there. No, what I'm really thinking is, it must be nice to be able to do that. What, what does that mean? Well, like someone like me or even, you know, Josh, who's hanging out over here, we would just not even be able to... What do you mean he's hanging out over there? He's waiting for the promotions meeting to start, so he's hanging out with us for a little while. No, he's probably waiting to see if the food comes in early. No. Um, So, you know, I'm just saying, wow, you know, uh, maybe one day in life I'll be able to have that type of gambling experience. No. No. Never happened. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't want to depress you or anything like that. I'm just trying to be honest with you. Oh, you're not depressing me. I already know. Because it's it's not a question of having that amount of money. It's a question of whether it's discretionary funds. Because you're, you know, with a girlfriend and everything, you're going to have a wife and a family, and you're going to have responsibilities, and you're not going to be able to uh, go, and unless you're an idiot. I mean, I'm an idiot for uh, getting that far behind, but nevertheless, it was a miracle. See, when you make a comeback like that, you feel like you've won $10 million. Mm-hmm. And on the $5 machine, that's the most I ever won on the line. I've hit the 5000 on the wheel many times, about 15 times, but I've never hit it on the line like that. That's just a beautiful thing. Now, all these idiots are coming around looking at the machine. And going, oh, look at that. Oh, boy, is he lucky. Like that. And, of course, they act like I just put a $20 bill in there and immediately got five grand on the line. This is what they're thinking, including this one Indian guy with a really bad hairpiece who's just a crazy person, and he's flapping his arms like a chicken. One thing about going to a casino, man, you sure see, it's like going to the racetrack. You sure see a lot of real interesting people of all sizes, shapes, uh, kinds, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> Nobody can relate to your situation, man. Well, what, what does that mean? You're a rich guy. No, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I just said one thing about when you go to the casino or the racetrack, whether you're rich or whether you're playing penny slots or uh, $2 to the show, you, there is a, a wide variety of all kinds of people. Beautiful people, gross people, smelly people, uh, all, all. It's just an amazing potpourri of humanity. This is a fact. 
Oh, that's what I said. Okay. Well, you weren't paying any attention because you find it very tremendous. Okay, that's the end of that story. <laughs> now I can afford to buy several barrels of oil. Oh, right. You can. You can't. No. Twelve minutes after ten at five sixty WQAM. We got the jerk show at two with some more heat uh, stats. Oh God, I can't wait for that. Mad Dog at Augusta at four till six thirty or six fifty, and then six fifty to seven. We got the shortest show on radio. Ten minutes of first pitch with Jesse Agar, the Marlin pregame report. They won again last night. All right, and then Hurricane Hotline at seven. High school gridiron report at eight, and then the DA show after all of that. Has arrived from nine to midnight. Boy, he follows some really. Deadly stuff on Thursdays. I touched her dot. All right. Slow down. I see a cop about to make a traffic stop. I got behind this plastic bag. Can't let him see I'm smoking doobies. Smoking doobies. Hello, officer. Did I turn wrong? No, that's definitely not my bong. Ain't there some way you can set me free? All I was doing was smoking doobies. Smoking doobies, man. I got lots of records, but not with the police. I'm high as a kite and I've got the munchies Let's go to Dunkin' Donuts So say can we please That's what you get Smoking doobies Smoking doobies 1018 at 560 WQAM Let's take a look at that poll if we can, if we must 880 votes on it so you're going to go over a 1,000 pretty early today, and we can switch over to the one for tomorrow. Okay. And thanks to your close personal friend, Charlie B., George, we got a whole mm-hmm. bunch of polls now. In my butt. Oh boy, Charlie. He just needed to refresh his batteries. Sure. Just like I did this with this uh, backup uh, thing here. It's backing up. It's got pretty lights on it. Yeah, What thank you. you aren't would you like to be for a day? You never added, by the way, sexy on there. It was shame on I you. I sure did. Where is it? I don't know, but I added it. You did, huh? I remember adding it. Yeah. I added it to the uh, poll for later. Oh, that's nice. There was already a poll under construction. You added it to the poll for later? Well, that's what happens when there's already a poll, uh, you know, in position. Oh, Jesus, God. Well, whatever. What that you want would you like to be for a day? Rich, 488. Then you could go lose your money at the uh, casino. That's right. Plunge your guts out. Female, 139. Young, 137. Uncut, 28. Black, 24. Gay, 14. Jewish, 11. Oi! Male, 11. Latin, 9. Old, 5. Straight, 5. Circumcised, 4. So, uncut, 28. Circumcised, solamente 4. I see. White, 3. And Anglo, only 2. I mean, who wants to be an Anglo? It's so boring, you know, for one day. Right? Right, I guess. Guess who died? Got two deaths. Well, let me give you the one that nobody ever heard of first. At least I didn't. Okay. Stanley Camel. Camel? Camel? Never. Never heard of him. I'd walk a mile for a camel. Well known for playing Dr. Charles Kroger on the USA Hits series Monk has died. Do you ever hear of Monk? Yeah, it's a good show. Oh, well, he was on it. Not anymore. 
Kamel was found dead in his Hollywood home on Tuesday. He was 65, cause of death unknown. In a statement uh, released to Access Hollywood, USA Network said, USA is deeply saddened by the news of Stanley Kamel's passing. Stanley was an amazingly talented and extremely kind man and an important member of the USA family. He'll be sorely missed. In a statement, his representative said, actor Stanley Kamel was found dead in his Hollywood Hills home on Tuesday by his longtime agents and friends. Cause of death is unknown, survived by his brothers, and blah, blah, blah. He appeared in numerous TV roles over the past three decades, including The West Wing, Six Feet Under, Melrose Place, The Golden Girls, Days of Our Lives, and Murder One. Pop culture fans will remember Kamel from his eight-episode arc in 1995 on Beverly Hills 90210 as Tony Marchetti, the father of Rebecca Gayhart's character. You remember him now? No. No. Neither do I. How about you, Chris? I know him because of Monk. That's about it. But what? That's about it. And guess who else died? I give up. Sadella Booker, mother of Jamaica's reggae legend Bob Marley. Yeah, man. All Yesterday, right. it was uh, Hank Aaron's mother who died. Yesterday, the day before. And now, Bob Marley. Everybody's mom is dying. George only wishes that his could be next. Sadella Booker died in her sleep Tuesday in the name in her home in Miami at age 81. Mrs. Booker was the matriarch of movement so powerful that the mystical qualities of the Marley musical legacy remain strong and potent, Jamaican Information Minister Olivia Green said. I don't want to say it was all about drugs. Yeah, man. Because that would be bad, all about weed. Wouldn't that be bad? Well, go ahead and say it. Well, I just did. Because if you take away the weed, I mean, there ain't no music there. Okay. Times have that oh, that's one love. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard that. Suck. He wrote the yes, original. This is one of our favorites, but this is the original. I like our version better, but nevertheless, he wrote it. Jimmy Hendrix. No, close. It's one of our favorite songs. Oh. Great, okay. After Norval Marley died in 1955, Booker married an American man and settled in Delaware. She wrote two biographies of her famous son and recorded two albums, Awake Zion and Smile on Island Song. Awake Zion. Oh, hallelujah. Right? Yeah, man. Right. Would you can that crap? She was a star in her own right to make a Prime Minister Bruce Golding said in a statement. Her life was one of hardship, struggle, and eventual fulfillment. And through it all, she exuded hope, strength, and confidence. Everyone in St. Anne's Parish knew Booker as Mama B, said Harry Shivnani, a family friend and GM of Bob Marley's Mausoleum. I didn't know he had a mausoleum, did you? Oh, there you go. No, I did not. She loved cooking, Shivnani said. Mama would make you the best pudding ever. Oh, my. Well, there's that hot blonde on the CNN. Robert Lala, a columnist for the Jamaica Gleaner, interviewed Booker in February while she celebrated her son's birthday. Robert Lala. She was a typical Jamaican grandma. He said she was very warm and very friendly. Booker was survived by two children and several grandchildren, including Ziggy Marley, who won four Grammys and with the Melody Maker, a brand that included brothers Stephen and sisters Sharon and Sadella. Funeral arrangements have not been announced, but I'm sure everybody in the audience will want to be there to grieve for Grandma. Marley. Yeah, man. Okay, it's enough of that crap. Are you all through playing that garbage? Jamming. Yeah, jam, jam on it. I am. Is that a fart? You have to be stoned to listen to his music. Try. All right. All right. Stone. Okay, great. 
Oh, I know everybody out there. All the guys they love Bob Marley, man. And it's like I said, it's a drug thing. It's a what, weed whatever thing. you say. If it, for the, if it weren't for the weed, whatever nobody would buy one of his records ever in history. You nobody missed all your credibility with that boy band crap. Hey, I didn't make any you bones about it. Okay? I told you exactly bones. why I liked it. This one, bones. Well, Katie Couric's days at CBS could be numbered. How do you like that? Maybe in small numbers, like uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Buffeted by two years of pitiful ratings. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Not that I couldn't have told them, you know, for free. I, they didn't need any cons uh, consultation fee, nothing. I could have told them, no way, baby. She is going to be a bomb. She is going to blow. Buffeted by two years of pitiful ratings, the first female solo anchor of network newscast is likely to split from the station as early as next winter, the Wall Street Journal reported Wednesday night. Of course, CBS isn't a station, but then again, that's what they say here on what is, uh, the New York Daily News. Yeah, New York newspaper, baby. Daily News, one of the major market in the country. Split from the station. Not the station, from the network, you morons, you idiots, at the New York Daily News. The cheery Couric 51 replaced the iconic Dan Rather. Notice how we have to have an adjective for everybody? Yes. As CBS Evening News Acre makes $15 million a year, her record-setting five-year contract stretches to 2011. But just two years after she vowed to bring a new style to the stodgy evening news, did anyone say perky? Kura could be ready to throw in the typewriter and the towel. The Journal reports that she could leave CBS soon after new president sworn in next January. Well, that's not soon enough. CBS denied the Journal's story, which cited unnamed CBS News execs and unidentified people close to Katie. We have no plans for any changes, the CBS statement said. TV news insiders speculated that the talk of a Couric exit was an effort for her camp to force CBS into a contract conversation that hasn't yet occurred, perhaps with a view toward moving her to 60 minutes. They've already got 85 other people on there. She'll get lost. Good. The much-hyped arrival of Couric, a longtime host of rival NBC's top-rated Today Morning show, drew huge audiences to CBS Evening News for a couple of weeks after she took over in September 2006. She promised to bring a softer touch to the broadcast, including longer feature stories, in-depth interviews, and a chattier approach. But the retooled show quickly lost all the viewers and plenty of the old ones, too. It plunged to the bottom of a three-way network news rating race and has stayed there ever since. It plunged to the bottom like a, like a boulder in the ocean. It plunged to the bottom, just like uh, Joel Feinberg, and has stayed there ever since. Bye, Joel. Biggest name. The best. Joel. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Oh, my God, your breasts are beautiful. This is the Situation Room. In for the vacationing Wolf Blitzer, the newest addition to the best news team on television, Gildy Gildstein. Hi, this is the Situation Room. What we got here is a wide variety of situations. Let's go now to our Situation Correspondent, Kimbo. Hiya, Bo. Hey there, little dude. We got a situation. What's the situation? Well, it's not a groovy situation. It's more like a... A situation? Sure. Is it a sports-related situation? Well, that's the situation. It don't got to me. We're on CNN. The best damn news team anywhere in the universe. Oh. Well, like, it's a good thing we got a room for this. A restroom? No. Situation room, man. Right back after this five-minute block of pharmaceutical and big oil ads. Corporate is your friend. You're only friend. <laughs> 1032, boy, we sure miss him, don't we, the Squeakmeister? 
We love sure. the Panthers. They didn't make it again. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs again for the eight millionth year in a row. They really needed that arena like a Lochen Cup. Oh, but it's right near your house, Neil. It's real close. Yeah, right. Uh, about three, four months ago when I went to a game, last game I've gone to in a long time, Panther game, mm-hmm. and we sat in our seats, which I've had those seats from the inception. And uh, I didn't recognize, I think, maybe one or two people in our section anywhere, just uh, all different faces. Okay. I mean, the empty seats looked the same. They were green. But all different faces, because, uh, you know, after a while, people say, feh, enough with this already. You know, it's like going to a restaurant that you keep waiting for the food to improve because it's, you know, it's up the block from your house and people are rather, you know, decent and friendly or whatever. Music is too loud. And you keep going back and then finally you say, I don't think so, no more. It's, uh, especially when it's overpriced. Like that guy said on Joe's show, it's overpriced, we can't afford it, our salary. Well, speaking of salaries being cut in half, see, for Chris's benefit, one thing you have to understand is I'm getting this out of my system now, this year, because starting next January, I won't have the disposable kind of income I've had the last many years. So oh, okay. dispose of it now? Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to dispose of it right now <laughs> before they dispose of me. That's right. Because, uh, you know, some of us are going to be here a long time, it looks like now. It looks pretty official. I don't know whether I'm supposed to announce it on the air or what the deal is. Or we're going to have, like, some big press release and billboards. Rogers and crew will resign for five more years on QAM. And then, of course, if we took calls, which, thank God, we don't, you know exactly what would be coming in. Oh, you've got to go over to Sirius, Neil. You've got to go to Sirius. You need to be nationwide. Or, yeah. Or then I get, like, those emails from that moron fat boy. He is such a <coughs> jerk. There are no words to describe it. Just jerk is sufficient for now. Oh, I can't wait to sell you on WYNZ. Well, first of all, I'm not going to be on WYNZ. I'm not working for a clear channel. They, they never offered me a dime. That's what they offered me. Not a dime. Even Chris is making more than what they offered me. Nothing. Zippity-doo-dah. They talk a good game. Oh, and they're so interested and don't do anything yet. And blah, 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 blah. They are garbage. Why, why would anybody assume they want to pay real talent any money to work for them? I mean, they're the champions of doing the radio what uh, has been done the last several years. And that is putting on syndicated crap on all of their stations, opening up a pot and, putting, and, and going the cheap route. They don't want to pay any talent or develop any real talent. That's not cheap channel. That's not the way they do stuff. Then they put a guy like Footsie on there to do a talk show on IOD, my God, with his best hamburger. Oh, my God. So, in addition to which, he never sold a show when he was, we worked at IOD together. He never sold a show when he was on this station. And why would he sell me an INZ? You know, it's a, just fishing around, fishing around. Oh, the rumor is, oh, so he can flap his big fat armpits and, uh, you know, make a clown of himself. Some people want to be clowns. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like him. He uses his fat as, as like a prop for his clownness. Of course, it'll be a prop for his death soon, but that's beside the point. Always have to be the clown and the yenta and running around talking crap. That's one thing with salespeople. Have you noticed it seems to run? That's part right. of the genre. Think it's Runs a in the sales family. They all run around talking crap, gossiping. Yen- they're all yentas. Even the goyim are yentas. Bop, 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 beep, 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 beep. And you're telling me that Gary Sarner is still there? Yeah, last time I checked. Boy, I sure hope when the food comes in today, there's something trafe. Sneak it into his lunch so he can burn in hell forever, for eternity, if anybody deserves it. Wait till you hear this story. This is disgusting. And I'm, I'm doing it early enough before lunchtime, so don't blame me for ruining your appetite. But if I do, it's a public service. The daughter of a woman in Charlestown, West Virginia, made a gruesome discovery while going through her bedroom closet after she died decomposing body of another woman wrapped in plastic blankets in a sleeping bag. 
The Jefferson County Sheriff's Department is trying to identify the corpse found April 3rd, a day after Beatrice Magaha suffered a stroke outside her home and hit her head. She died on the way to hospital. The next day, the daughter and her husband called police after being overwhelmed by the smell coming from the closet. Sergeant R.S. Sell said yesterday he found the body of an elderly woman wrapped in layers on her closet floor. The body appeared to have been there for a while. While an autopsy turned up no evidence of foul play, the death is being treated as suspicious. Just a foul aroma, no foul play. Can you even imagine? I don't know. Talk about the sights and smells of the casino. Mmm, somebody died in here. DNA samples were taken from the body in an attempt to identify the remains. It could be several weeks before lab results are available. Cell said another woman had lived with Magaha, but family members hadn't seen her for a year or two while she was hanging out in the closet. The couple told Cell that whenever they visited Magaha, she wouldn't allow him inside her home about 15 miles south of Martinsburg. Oh, don't come inside. It stinks bad in there. There's a dead stiff in the closet. <laughs> Nothing like being stiff in the closet. I guess she was. Let's take a look at that pole. I don't want, I don't want that thousand to creep up on us, and then I'm not looking, you know? I... As if. It's important stuff, man. Get her done. Get her done. There's that spot with the Danny boy out in Putrid System. Get her done. Oh, God. Just what, what, Is it like a badge of honor to be kind of rednecky now? Is that the new deal? Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> is that it? That's American. Well, among rednecks, yeah. Get her done. 909 votes on the pool. If you could be for a day, something that you aren't now, what would that be? Rich. 508. Then they could join me at Woodbine and plunge our guts out, have a hell of a time. Female, 142. Or maybe they just call up Elliot Spitzer and get some good phone numbers. Young, 137. Uncut, 28. Black, 26. Gay, 15. Jewish, 11. Male, 11. Latin, Latino, 9. Circumcised, 5. Old, 5. Straight, 5. White, 4. Anglo, 2. And sexy. We finally got it on there. Solamente uno. Finally got the job done. Oh, now get her done. Now we got two out of nine twelve. You'll be over a thousand by like, oh, I don't know, eleven thirty. Sounds good to me. And then we'll get her done. Move on to the next poll. Where's the best hamburger in town, man? Wouldn't you be embarrassed to do that? I mean, <sighs> I'd be embarrassed to do a lot of things he's doing. You mean like the show in general? Yeah. Duff, like, by the way, every time you mention footsie show, Duff like starts doing cartwheels and. Goes out really? in the hallway and does a dump in the hall. Just Boy, I, don't, I don't understand. Because he likes them or because no, he doesn't? No, because he said the worst show in the history of the Oh, business. I see. Well, you're the only horrible. one that listens or talks about it. What? You're the only one that listens to it. I'm trying. Look, I'm not one of those people that's worried about competition. I like to, I like to <laughs> everybody. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's an <What>? understatement. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Worried about competition from him. From anybody. Right, but we're talking what about... What if I ever said, oh, gee, they're putting uh, so-and-so, they're going to put uh, Kevin Rogers on here across the street, whoever the hell that is. Who the hell gives a crap? It's just another stupid-ass sports show, for Christ's sakes. I wonder how those other those other 25 sports stations are doing so far. You think they got a oh, point? Oh, oh! I don't know, I didn't... Well, when did they change? A few weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that? So ne- next trend, we'll start seeing those big numbers for WFTL with its 18 different... Uh, I still don't understand that. There are at least three, maybe four, stations in South Florida, and they're now all the same call letters, WFTL. So when you look at that .5 they've got in the uh, ratings in the last trend, you've got to realize that's a combination of all the different frequencies they've got. It's just, it's not kosher, if you ask me. Go ask Gary Sarner if it's kosher. All right. Army cadets learning about Islam. Look at that. Less tranquil environments. 
Why do we cover? Why do Muslim women cover? The Jersey City experience is the first time. Why do we cover? Because you're grotesque and butt ugly. That's why. Cover up the leader. Oh God. They are butchers, make no mistake about that. So look on the bright side, George. We're not going to be working for a bunch of butchers. Well, <laughs> see, sometimes, you know, the grass looks greener on the other side. But uh-huh. sometimes always better to p- pick the poison that you, you're familiar with. The devil you know. That's right. Pick the devil you know as opposed to the devil you don't know. And they're the ones with all the syndicated crap. They ruin the music, of course, on Zillions and Stations all across the country. They uh, ruin concert business all across the country. And uh, they ruined talk radio, too. And in this market, take a look at the swill they have on the air. Swill. Garbage. So look on the bright side. I don't okay. know what that is for you, but look on the bright yeah, side. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, no, the bright side is we're going to be employed for another five and uh, so two-thirds years. That's a good thing. Well, it's better than being out on the beach, I'll tell you that. Ask Chris, he'll tell you. Huh? Well, you're a perfect example of it. You're working for, like, nickels and dimes, but at least it's better than being uh, SOL. That is correct. Better than sitting on a, sitting up on a street corner out there, over there by the sub-center. Spare some Bacon. change, mister. Have a nice day, eh? You can come up here and learn. You can watch the uh, homeless, the, the experts. You can get your own franchise. Do you know, I've been here six and a half years. Yeah. And there are still many of the same homeless in the same locations. You mean they haven't been promoted yet? No, they still got their same uh, location. Mm. They must still be paying the same low rent. Well, the one good thing, though, is that they recognize you and they realize that you're not going to give them a dime. It's not that I'm cheap. I just It's one of those things you can't get started with that because once you do, uh, you're giving it all away to these slime balls. I can understand homeless people who are down on their luck. It's a very sad thing. I can't understand... Young homeless guys, for example, who could go out and get a job, and there's plenty of jobs, and do something, even if it was scrubbing toilets, anything, right? Right. No self-respect, just looking for a freaking handout. That's right, hate bums. <laughs> ah. There's one, well, there are many words to describe you, but relentless is a good word for you. Relentless. I've only ever had that opinion about bums my whole yeah. life. I've been yeah. working since I was 14. 
Don't miss the chance to see Triple Crown contenders battle it out in Gulfstream Park's final stakes race before the Kentucky Derby as they present the $150,000 Holy Bull Stakes this Saturday, April 12. Now, how come I'm doing this spot? You see what I'm saying about this whole deal? You better get a hold of Flea and that uh, Steve Sloan guy and, and give them a little uh, lecture on what this is all about, the way it works. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? No. They, they don't get it. They're uninvolved. Like you said before the show today, it's like we don't exist. Although part of the deal is Joe Bell is going to work feverishly with the sales department to, to re-up the effort on the, uh, you know, in that uh, category. Because, like you say, if you don't exist, why would anybody sell your show? Why would anybody promote your show? Why would anybody do anything? And even though these guys are making some kind of a half-assed effort, it's uh, not... It's not uh, fast or slow. It's half-assed. 928 on your pull. You're slowing down to a crawl, Chris. Not good. We'll get there. 32. And now that sexy is on there, it's got four votes. That should be zooming up. Who the hell wouldn't want to be sexy for one day? Look really great. Look hotter than hell. Just for a day. Take that day, hopefully on a weekend, you know. On a day when you have... Although not necessarily Sunday, because the religionists out there, you know, we have all those real getchkeys in our audience. Not like my neighbor across the street. That clown. Oh, I get so excited Saturdays. I have a hard time sleeping at night because I know the next day I'm going to church. Have you have you ever heard anybody in your life say anything so blatantly ridiculous? Well, you I know, I was, uh, I was a born again for many years and I hung with them. But even then, I have not no. ever. No, that, that's what I'm saying. Either. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of real fanatics out there. You know, the the ones with the dark eyes who look like they're the, the eyes sunken into the head. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they get that way, but... Uh, I don't know, lack of protein. Is that it? Yeah, I'm suffering from a lack of protein lately. I'm going to have to work on it, like you're always telling me. I, I agree. Senator John McCain, defending his recent troubles differentiating between the two major branches of Islam, suggested yesterday that the terror network al-Qaeda encompasses both Sunni and Shia. <laughs> oh, my God. He don't know his Shiite, baby. I'm going to tell you that right now. When asked by a Fox News host about recent gaffes in which he confused Sunnis and Shiites, the presumptive GOP presidential nominee smiled, shook his head, and replied, I've been to Iraq eight times. I know the leaders. I know the situation on the ground. I know that Sunni and al-Qaeda are closely tied. The question I was asking, and the question that needs to be answered is, how widespread is al-Qaeda's influence in the region as well as in Iraq? I believe that al-Qaeda does a lot of things, McCain continued, including with organizations and parts of the population that are not necessarily just Sunni. McCain didn't elaborate. Al-Qaeda is a decidedly Sunni organization, having been founded in 1988 by an alliance of Sunni militant groups around the world, Iraq and Iran in particular, on the other hand, predominantly Shiite nations. Sunnism and Shiism are ancient and distinct denominations of Islam. They hate each other like poison, like the Catholics and the uh, Protestants. Some are concerned that the hawkish McCain, a vociferous supporter of the war on terror, whatever that is, is unable or unwilling to clearly discern whom it is ally its allied forces are battling. Less than a month ago, while visiting Jordan with Senator Drew Lieberman, McCain said several times that Iran was supplying al-Qaeda, prompting Lieberman to correct him on camera, whisper in his rear. Just in the last week, McCain has misstated details of the ceasefire in Basra and again confused Sunnis and Shiites while referencing al-Qaeda during a Senate hearing with the U.S. Commander of Allied Forces, General David Betrayus. I guess, uh, like I said, McCain just don't know his Shiite. He hasn't got a clue what's going on. He's a senile old coot, for crying out loud. But the media don't want to tell you that because that would be very, uh, wow, wouldn't be good for business. To give an honest opinion like that. You know what I mean? Yep. Just like it's not good for business to knock religion. Oh, my oh, God. God showing, yeah. showing the cadets there getting uh, 
brainwashed about Muslim, Muslim Islam. Yeah. It's just them. It's what? It's just them. They're the only ones that are fanatics who, uh, you know, kill in the name of religion. Right. Thank God the Catholics never did that. Right. Or, or the else. Jews when their God told them to kill everybody. Kill all your enemies, every damn one of them. Don't leave one around. They might multiply. All the religions of the world, except, of course, for the Dalai Lama, who's now running around doing his billow routine, telling people to shut up. Shut up! Shut up! Don't make trouble here. Shut up. And all that business about the Olympic torch. I mean, does anybody really care? I don't. I mean, granted, the Chinese have got many issues, cleanliness being one of them. But they've got some very serious issues on human rights. They, they don't believe in yeah. human rights. They're a bunch of a commie pinko animals. Right, commie dictatorship. We shouldn't be doing Correct. business with them. Correct. But, uh, yeah, we do business with them because uh, they got all of our loans. they got all our money. Right, right. So we do, they got made us an offer we can't refuse, and we don't, and we continue doing business. And uh, all the rest of it is just a dog and pony show. So don't start making trouble, okay? We like the chinks just fine, all right? If they pull the plug on us, we're all going to be bankrupt. And then that guy won't be able to go to any ball games because there won't be any. The guy that called at the end of Joe's show there making excuses again for the South Florida crowd, for the so-called South Florida sports fans. Oh, we love their hurricanes. They're really great. And you know, when they're playing one of them girls' teams, they got like 15,000 people in the Orange Bowl, which in the past, when there was an Orange Bowl. How are they doing? Are they tearing that down yet or what? Uh, yeah, actually, I think there was even a fire there recently. <laughs> that didn't answer my question, but that's Yeah, cute. it's being torn down, and there was, I believe, like in the rubble or whatever, a fire started or something. Oh, good. Burn it out. Burn it out. Maybe Jeff Cohen is uh, supervising the demolition. How's he doing, by the way? Is he still alive? Yeah, he's fine. You see him? You go in there for a freebie every now and then? Every now and then. I do like true. the rumors, although you you don't have the uh, chutzpah that they did. Oh, no, that's uh, that's where you're wrong. I throw parties. I show up with uh, 20, 30 people. They moved the across time. the street just so they could go in there yeah. and be free. I mean, that's really something. Well, I only go in there once a month, but I, I bring a throng in with me when I go. Do you really? Yeah, I take the whole joking? side of the building. No, I'm not joking. I throw throwing a couple of parties there for the Derby girls. For the Derby girls? Yeah, the Broward County Derby girls. Oh, I see. Roller derby. That's right. About. That's right. Big well, thing. you are becoming, I, I don't know what the word you know, is. Becoming what? Getting back to my life? Going back to doing the things that I enjoy doing, like roller skating? And no, that, I don't begrudge you anything. Uh, yeah. Have a good time. You know, but I am. Just, uh, I don't know, kind of like kind of Don Knotts or something. I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, one of those TV characters. I don't right? understand. Those goofballs. Oh, well, I've always been a goofball. I don't understand Don Knotts. Sign language. And I, I, yeah. just, I don't get well, the whole I'm thing. I'm doing things. I'm out there doing things. Do whatever you enjoy. Doo-doo, baby. Doo-doo. Now, I don't like get up at 5 in the morning I to do it, but you know what? I would. My pants. If I could get a good deal on what I'm doing, I'd get up at 5 in the morning for it. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> That's a little shot at Chris. Like, we all have our hobbies. Oh, I see. For that crap he was giving me yesterday. You right. know something? One thing about me. Nobody <laughs> tells me how to live my life. That's the one thing I've been consistent. <laughs> no. all, all my life. Well, it's not like you can whether anyway. Whether it was my mother, anyway. whether, right. whoever the hell it was, nobody tells right. me how to run my it's life. Fuel. And if you're, any of you people out there, if you're that much of a wimp that you let somebody else tell you how to run your life, then you might as well be dead. You don't have a life. I have no life. You have somebody else manipulating sure. you. Not that I'm not easily manipulated and led by the nose and do a lot of stupid things for other people, but that's but that's only because I want to do it. If I didn't want to do it, I would just say, I don't, I don't want it. That's all. It's a way to do it. Live your own life. Don't let other people make your decisions for you. Don't live your life to try to please the whole world. Oh, gee, like that thing with my uh, wardrobe, you know, that a-hole. See, I almost said ass. Almost. Almost. Came pretty damn close. Almost. 
I, I don't care if I walk around like a homeless person. Well, what do I care? Am I trying to impress somebody? Well, what difference does it make to me? It's of no consequence to me. Who am I going to impress? Am I a sex pot? Am I going to like, uh, you know, what's the point? I'm not saying you have to walk around in rags, but uh, right. what difference does it make? If I walked around in a burlap sack, maybe I'd be happy. Maybe I'll give it a shot this weekend. I'll take pictures. Here's the old man in a burlap sack. Walk around in my earphone. If you walk well, around in a fancy for, uh, starting next year, you know. I've got a couple of names. The best television. I'm all my clothes. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. You, 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 fairly. Any questions? When your airline leaves you stranded, try Greyhound Airlines. Our ground planes really fly without actually flying. At an altitude of six feet, they have little wings and tails and even a captain. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. That's all I have to say. Each of our ground planes is equipped with emergency nitrous oxide masks. <laughs> so sit back and enjoy the view. Wow, those cars look like ants. No, those are ants. Oh, um, those ants look like fleas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we just uh, lost the right wing. Oh, my God! Sorry. Greyhound Airlines. It's just like flying, only without the flying. Yeah, or the like speed. Flying without the flies. It's 1101 at 560 WQAM. Happy uh, Thursday to you. God, it's Thursday already. Thank God. As you get closer to death, boy, the days go fast and the hours and the weeks and the months and all of a sudden, you're dead. You say, I'm dying over here. And that's it. A couple of uh, emails here on my MySpace. One from um, Jorge. Not you. Okay. Uh, says, hola, Neil. Love your show. Are you ever going to put up some new pics on your neilrogers.com website, Brady Quinn, etc.? That's a good question. Are we going to put some new pics? Yeah. Now that we know we're staying for a while? Okay. Also, I have a major beef with these people who put these roadside memorials up. Have you seen 595 Westbound? Pitiful. Like, we need to see a picture where little Johnny slammed into a wall. Tell these a-holes to take that crap to the cemetery or create a shrine in their backyard or something. That's a good point. The, the out, see, this is the public's mentality. Like people that litter, you know, and open the window in the car and throw all the garbage on the streets. This is the mentality of people. The outdoors is their playground. It's their personal um, morning place. It's their garbage dump. It's whatever it is. It says, sorry, I usually call you once a year, but in light of your program change, which I like because the callers really blow for the most part, I can get my call in on MySpace. Stay safe. Take care of what it says. And it also says, P.S., would love a Woodbine money count meter on your website. <laughs> That'll be the day, like Buddy Holly said, right? None of your business. Like Chelsea would say, it's none of your business. So thanks, Jorge, whoever you are. Then here's another one. Watch Dan LaBastard get destroyed by Jay Billis. Billass? Who is that, Chris? Uh, he's a piano guy. No. Well, I don't really... Uh, I mean, it's got a link on it. And then it also says, from Jeremy, P.S. George is the worst. So there's one of your fans. Maybe I'll come and see you tomorrow at Gulfstream. George. Sorry, I'm on the phone canceling a credit card. Okay, I'm done. He said, P.S. George is the worst. Oh, ha, ha, ha. 950 votes on the poll. Well, we're getting slowly toward that thousand. I don't know what's going on. I think I turned him off with that Woodbine story at the start. I wanted to get out of the way in the beginning. I think it was worth telling. It was kind of like an adventure. Well, it's a good story, but, uh, you know, some of us uh, wish we could relate. 
Don't you understand if you take off some of the zeros, for example, let's say that's... No, listen, suppose you were losing 300 and that was a lot of money to you, and all of a sudden you hit 500 on the line, on the dollar machine. That would have been a great comeback. Or you got to spin for 500. I mean, we must have some slots people there for crying out loud. When I went to Pompano and I went to a Hard Rock, there were... And, and so you were on vacation. You never did hear the deal. No. I didn't get to Gulfstream because uh, I would have loved to have gone. And I had the invite there for Christine Lee's, but it was Florida Derby weekend. The place was just jam-packed. And, and it's not my kind of scene. I don't like going in huge crowds, fighting the parking, fighting everything, you know. So I didn't go. Went to Pompano. They got a great deli. It's a beautiful facility, by the way, the casino in Pompano. Beautiful. Of course, it's brand spanking new. But the selection of machines blows. They don't pay. They're tighter than a snare drum. Their idea, in fact, the whole idea, you know, you tell me Gulfstream has got real wheel of fortune. I hope you're right. I hope they're the real ones. Oh, I don't know. I don't know any other kind. They had different denominations. They're big. They say Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, I played it. They exist. I mean, but how many Wheel of Fortune games are there? Hard Rock, for example, are Arizona. Now, Pompano's got a few real ones. They're like uh, maybe like like four or five dollar ones and four or five quarter ones. Uh, and then at uh, Hard Rock, they got all these make believe ones with where you got to play like forty five coins. They're not real Wheel of Fortune. They're not the real game. They're like a spin off on it. So anyway, okay. I lost my ass at Pompano, but they got Myron's Deli in there, a great restaurant. In fact, uh, I hear all the restaurants in there are very, very good. Myron's was fabulous. I had cheese blintzes that I could just die for. They were that good. Wow. And then uh, that was on Friday, I guess. Then Saturday, we went to uh, Hard Rock. I let down my guard because I'm always screaming, I don't want to give the Indians my money, which I really don't. But I wound up getting some of their money. I was losing, uh, I, was losing uh, I don't forget how much. Had you uh, been there before? No. The Hard Rock? That's a nice oh, it's place. gigantic. Yeah, yeah. It's not as glitzy as Pompano because it's not as brand new. But the good thing is that they, they are changing over. They still haven't changed over many of the old machines. It's still have that bingo thing on them. you got to play bingo. I don't know what that is. I don't want any part of it. You know that I mean? Mm-hmm. How anybody ever played that is beyond me. I, I don't know. I, I still don't understand me it. Me either. Joe Castello tried to explain it to us that one time. I'm still confused. Crazy. Anyway, their machines pay much better, than at least my experience, than the ones at Pompano. Yeah, I hit a few things here and there, and then I was still losing them. Then they have this game that I found in Vancouver. Remember I told you about my slots exploits in Vancouver? Mm-hmm. River Rock Casino, really neat place. And they got all the new machines, man. All the, and the, the ones with the multiples are, are, are generally paid pretty good. So they've got this, it's called Hee Haw, which doesn't seem like my kind of thing. You know, I'd be attracted mm-hmm. to a rednecky thing like that. Hee Haw, right. and they got these screaming chickens. And if you get three screaming chickens, uh, you know, on your pull, then you get the uh, bonus thing, which you can get 29 free spins. Yeah. The first chicken comes up and it goes, and then the second one comes up and goes, bah, 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 and just a little bit crazier. And then if the third one comes up, bah, 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 and just, the chicken just scream and wail and yell, and that means you get in the bonus round. And you sit back and you watch, and the banjo music plays, and you get 29 free spins. Well, anyway, I won 1300 bucks on that machine. Net. That's what I won for the day. It, Hard rock. So needless to say, you're going to like wherever you win, right? If you right. go somewhere like Montreal and the machines are tighter in a drum and you lose your ass and you feel like you're just handing your money over, you're not going to be too happy with that. Which is the one thing I will say for Woodbine with my almost four years now of losing my ass there, is that at least you get some action for your money. If you don't get any action, if you're just sitting there and feeding and feeding. For example, at Pompano, I put 200 bucks in the first Wheel of Fortune machine, dollar machine. I never got a spin. I got nothing. 
And nobody else was getting anything either. See, that's the one thing. If, if you're just on the dead machine, I can understand that. But if everybody else is just feeding and feeding and feeding, what's the sense of sitting there and giving away your money, right? That's a good perk. So anyway, I like the hard rock. It was fine. They got a switch over. Their $5 room, by the way, blows really sad, very bad. They got, In fact, in there, they still haven't changed it over, I guess. They still got a lot of the bingo machines in there. Yeah. First, you got to play bingo because it's Florida, and you're uh-huh. all supposed to be really old yeah, and never. like bingo. I, I don't know how it works. I don't want to know how it works. Here's a fax that's got another poll, okay? This is the new deal. Not that I don't appreciate all the polls, but that's the new deal. Poll suggestion. Which of these do you find the most difficult to do? Lie, cheat, steal, love, trust, listen, sympathize, hate, or forgive? It's not a bad poll, eh? That's fine. What do you think, eh? I think it's okay. I'll I think it's okay. For very Oops. What was that? Okay. Is what I meant oh. to say. Oh, and I can go to that bank four again on this thing now. Now that yeah. I found it. How the hell are you? Not a big step on there. All of these things. All of these things. All of these things. No. Yes. Burning. I don't give a rat's ass about him. Like that. It's old stuff. I've changed it since then. I don't care. It's all right. Well, yeah, because you haven't been in the possession of this 360. No. You're there now, which I'm glad you finally brought back. Yeah, well. Now, are you going to take it to a golf stream again tomorrow I, and say we're missing for days I and will. days? I will. What, missing for days and days? I'm bringing it back on Monday. I'm not going to go on vacation again. <laughs> so that's Although, the excuse. I had it with me. I went home. I was going to be on vacation for a week. If Josh Cortez wanted it, he could have picked it up. He knows where I live. He ain't going to make that kind of effort. I understand that, and I don't blame him. What do you mean by that? I was moaning about it a lot and blaming you. Or no, Chris was blaming you. Oh, George has got it. We didn't bring it back. I both know where I live. I'm right off the highway. It's like a five-minute detour from the highway. Representative Monique Davis, a Chicago Democrat and member of the Illinois legislature, stepped egregiously over the line when she verbally attacked atheist activist Rob Sherman for his religious unbelief during his testimony April 2nd that the House State Government Administration Committee says the Council for Secular Humanism. Sherman had been testifying before the committee that Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich's plan to donate a million dollars, tax dollars, to Pilgrim Baptist Church in Chicago was unconstitutional when Davis launched into a diatribe against atheists, asserting that atheists didn't have a right to present testimony to the legislature. Challenging Sherman, Davis wondered aloud, I don't know what you have against God. Some of us don't have much against him. We look forward to him and his blessings. Affirming that the people of Illinois believe that there is a God, Davis went on to suggest that the philosophy Sherman was spreading was extremely dangerous. All you dangerous atheists who are always killing people and stuff and making people an offer they can't refuse. It's dangerous to the progression of this state, and it's dangerous for our children to even know that your philosophy exists, shouted Davis. After Sherman thanked Davis for sharing her perspective with him, Davis shot back, Get out of that seat. You have no right to be here. We believe in something. You believe in destroying. You believe in destroying what this state was built upon. The Council for Secular Humanism is appalled by Davis's apparent belief that atheists and other non-religious individuals are not entitled to the same rights and liberties as other citizens. But that's what the Getschkis believe. Ronald Lindsay, director of the Council for Secular Humanism's First Amendment Task Force, is calling for Davis to resign. In informing Sherman that he had no right to be there merely because he was an atheist, Davis confirmed that she's not willing to be a representative of all her constituents, regardless of their religious beliefs, Lindsay said. She's unfit to serve in her office, just as a representative to told a Jew or Hindu to get out of that seat would be unfit to serve. If she doesn't resign, the Illinois House has an obligation to expel her, he'd be saying. Sherman, after being told repeatedly by Davis to get out of his seat because he was an atheist, commented that he felt like Rosa Parks, who was also told to get out of that seat and arrested when she didn't give up her seat on a bus to a white person. 
Council for Secular Humanism is a non-profit educational organization promoting racial inquiry, secular values, positive human development through the advancement of secular humanism. Oh, secular humanism, we know about them. They worship yeah. the devil. Oh, they don't believe it, but never mind that. Only one protester tried to grab the torch. Oh, we're back to the torch again. The Chinese and the torch, baby. It is still... That's the big news. Silly crap. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. He's got the lowest ratings on the evening news. Evil against three runs of the Hoshis lose. CBS executives are feeling sick. Nobody is watching Katie Couric. There are rumors that she's a cougar in the sack. But she can't be happy because she's way in the back. Then she wants to bash her head in with a brick. Nobody is watching Katie Couric. It's a disaster, baby. A master of disaster. Uh, but then again, that, that's the nature of the business that we're in. You know, broadcasting in general blows. Used to be something else, but now it blows. 1118 at 560 WQM. But then again, what isn't? What is today better than it was, say, 10, 20 years ago? Well, what today is better? I don't know. Technology. Good, good choice. There you go. Technology, but what's on it? That's the problem. Like music. Look at all the choices you got. For music, the problem is the music itself today blows. You want proof? Let me find some on here. I'll find it. Well, that's, uh, you know, almost listening. <laughs> All right. We just get started. We just getting started, baby. I don't want to put that on there. Who knows what? The, who knows what the language might be? Huh? Got to be 
real careful with his language. We only got 400 dump buttons. Good, nice. Okay, I think this choreography is so beautiful. So gay, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get off of that because the audience wants to hear horse racing. They don't want to hear. And that's that. right. Let's get to the stuff that counts, like George being at Gulfstream tomorrow to plunge his guts right. in. One of these days, I'll figure out how to wheel things. What, what do you mean? I want to know out? all the jargon, you know. What, what's to figure out? What do you mean? What's to figure out? I don't even know what it means. Wheel the double. Okay. Let, let's say. Let, I mean, this is terminal for the audience, but let's say there's. Six horses in the second race. Okay. And you like the two horse in the first race. Okay. You want to bet the two in the daily double with all the horses in the second race. No, so already lost me. Bet the two in the daily double, so you already lost me. Now, what's that? You For you, the daily double means you have to have the winners of both the first two races. Okay, great. Is the daily double. Okay. And it usually pays okay unless both favorites come in. All right. So if you have the two with everybody in the second race, you wheel the two on top, and that means that the... Uh, if the two wins, you got the double, and you hope for the longest shot on the board. Like last time, we g- I gave you the yeah, two I know, in the first race, I know, I know. and the lady there gave you the uh, longest Tara, shot, and the double paid 168 bucks, and you had oh. zippity doo because right. you don't right. listen, because you're a hard ass. How many times have I told yeah. you this? You, both of you, you and Chris both, you it both want to pretend to be purpose. experts on things that you know nothing about. I just, it, it, didn't, it didn't seep through my, uh, my stoner head for some reason when she said that. Why? Why not? Because I'm a bird. Well, I was what, distracted. What did you have her there for? <laughs> to squeeze your boobies or something? What the hell? Yeah, right. I thought we knew each other. Oh, come on. Why, she's a hottie? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe you could have afforded to uh, spend some time with her if you maybe. had a $10 Right, exactly. $10 double, you'd have 800 She got up. What a loser. She got up and left. Yeah, that's right. We give it to you. We hand it to you on a silver platter. And, ah, I don't know. I don't think. I don't want it. I don't want it. But nevertheless, like I said, when you're dealing with people who are immovable and intractable, you're not going to make any progress, and that's you. It's just oh yeah, that's you me. Are, it's not you. Know? you. Oh, I'm I'm just the opposite. Oh I'm, right, 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 right. What am I immovable and intractable about? You've got bad habits that you will never change or break. That, that's not being immovable and intractable. What's that's the difference? Bad, bad What's habits, the yeah. habits well, is another exactly, story. Exactly. What's the difference? The difference is having things in your head, opinions right. that you think you, you, that you gauge the world on based on what you think. Yeah, Being you a don't. weak person, that, that's another story. And you don't. I don't what? Have opinions that you'll never I, I wish I did. I wish I was stronger, man. I wish I had to put my foot down and said, no more. That's what I did Tuesday. I got in that car and I took off. I took off, man. I turned around and came back. See? Was it a mistake? A bad habit. Bad habit of what? Like like every few weeks I get in the car and I take off and uh, head out to seek my fortune? No, it's what you don't do. And what is that? Follow I, through. I, listen, let me say it again, like I said last hour. And you should know this after all these years. One thing I don't permit is other people telling me how right? to live my life. That's not what we're talking about. You're a hard ass, just like me. There are things you will not change. Republican U.S. presidential candidate John Insane McCain said yesterday he wouldn't rule out launching preemptive wars against future enemies. He never met a war he didn't like. President George W. in launching his 2003 invasion of Iraq said it was necessary to forestall possible future attacks from a country that was developing weapons of mass destruction, which, of course, we found out didn't exist and don't, but nevertheless. McCain, who has wrapped up his party's nomination for the run for the White House in November, has maintained support for the Iraq War and said frequently that he would rather lose an election than a war. Not that he's a warmonger, you understand. Don't be saying that. Ed Schultz. 
When asked at a town hall meeting about the Bush policy on preemption, McCain said, I don't think you can make a blanket statement about preemptive war because obviously it depends on the threat that the U.S. faces. After 9-11 attacks, Bush approved a new national security strategy in 2002 that allowed the U.S. to strike first against U.S. enemies believed to be about to use weapons of mass destruction against America. The doctrine triggered a wide debate and criticism from the administration's critics at the time, but in October 2002 speech, Bush made the case for invading Iraq, saying, Facing clear evidence of peril, we cannot wait for the final proof, the smoking gun, that could come in the form of a mushroom cloud, the same mushroom cloud that Condoleezza kept talking about, that dyke. That silly-ass bitch. McCain said the U.S. president should consult more closely with members of Congress so the branches of government could act together if a threat were imminent. In normal times, if you, as you see a looming threat, I think you need to consult more closely and more carefully, not with every member of Congress, but certainly the leaders of Congress, insane McCain be saying. In other words, like that. That's him. He don't know a Shiite about what's going on. Larry says, here's the facts from Larry. Good. People like Chris don't understand when you're a slot player, it's great when nobody is there, just like you said when you go early in the morning. You're not pressured by people standing over your shoulder, plus sometime when the place is packed, it's like being stuck on a plane in the middle seat, and whoever said that when you play card games, blackjack, those high rollers don't drop a bundle and don't recoup it. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. What, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't understand what he means by that last part. But anyway, thanks, Larry, whatever you said. When you go there and there's almost nobody there, you can try the different machines, and I don't care what anybody says, any of these experts, any of these books, anybody that tells you there's no such thing as a hot machine or a cold machine is full of crap, has never played. You know, you know what that's like? What's that like? That's like people who never played a, uh, a game, a sporting event, pretending to be experts. Right. I, mean, I know a lot. I know a lot about hockey, but I've never, I've never uh, put on ice skates. I've never skated in my life. So what the hell do? I, how can I be an expert on it? I don't know. You could pretend. I pretend to be an expert. I said you could pretend, but I don't. Like you mean like the people on these sports stations who pretend? Just, oh yes, my God! Yes, yes, it's hysterical. Professional and watchers. Again, and then again, we got a lot of people who did play some of the games and did wear jock straps and take naked showers together, and then they pretend to be like a broadcaster. <laughs> Hi, I'm Casey Kasem. Welcome back to our countdown of this week's top 20 ringtones. We're up to our number one ringtone of the week. But first, our unlimited coast-to-coast, long-distance request and dedication. It's from Jessica S. She writes, my sister was caught lip-syncing on national TV. At first, she blamed her band, and then her ass's reflux, whatever that is. Anyway, Casey, since everyone thinks I'm the stupid one in the family, could you play Green Day's American Idiot for my sister Ashley? Signed, from Jessica to Ashley. Here's your unlimited coast-to-coast long-distance request and dedication. American Idiot from Jessica to Ashley. Now, on with the countdown. Casey's Coast to Coast. But first, let's recap our top three ringtones. Number three. Coming in at number three, Rondo Alaturka by Mozart. Number two. At 
number two, that tune that sounds like heart and soul, but is it? And now, this week's number one ringtone. Number one. For the third week in a row, Waltz of the Flowers. The top 20 ringtones in America, as tabulated by Phone Bill Board Magazine. Tune in again next week when we'll once again count down America's top 20 ringtones. I'm Casey Kasem saying keep your volume turned down and keep reaching for four bars. You know what they'd all be screaming if you had that waltz of the flowers as your ringtone? You failed. 11.32 at 5.60 WKM. we got the jerk show coming up at 2 o'clock for those of you who are heat intensive. How could anybody be heat intensive when you come right down? Unless, of course, they like laying out on the beach. Uh, like that. Ooh. So we're all set for golf stream tomorrow. You're going to be there the whole four hours. That's, that's right. Good. And I hope that some different people come out and see you. Well, they can't be any differenter than the ones. I don't you mean different up. like that. Oh. That kind of different. I mean, <laughs> not different from human. Yeah. I mean, well. other than the usual chronic mm-hmm. schmageggies. We have the unusual chronics. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. Prozac. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somebody needs to corral them there with a butterfly net and take them out behind, like in the stalls. Oh, man. Where the hosses are. Drawn and and after, they, after they run through all the horse manure and the uh, hay, then just beat this snot out of them. They could be dragged from behind one of those horses. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Oh, that would be great. Death. Oh, yeah. Drawn I'd and quartered. I'd pay to see that. I'd pay to I'd pay a lot. Everything I got. Perfect. I can just see it now. 983 on Chris's poll. He's uh, working hard to get to that thousand. Not easy, though, today, is it? No, but we'll get there. It's all good. Want to know why? Why? Pretty soon we got Pesach coming up. It's uh, the snowbirds are leaving. Sun, the sun is shining here, man. Yesterday was like uh, 63 degrees. Windy, not exactly warm. And today it's going to be like 56, I believe. Not bad. You're thinking 56? That's freezing. No, I don't think so. Wouldn't you? Uh, you probably would like a break, wouldn't you? Like a little springtime weather. You know, I would. Get to wear a jacket. Sunny and. Like right now, oh, not, not this kind of a break. Now it's only 41. But it's going to be 56 this afternoon. Sunny, baby. No rain, no snow, no freezing rain or sleet. No mixed bag of uh, crap, of goodies. All the snow is gone. All the snow and ice is melted. It's all gone. And once it's gone, yeah, we hope. Oh, speaking of that, oh, I can't believe it. It's almost noon, man. And we got our, our deal today. We got Neil's deal at noon. Mm-hmm. I sure hope we sell these out. Last week, we did phenomenally well. Remember that, Chris? We sold out 100 yep. certificates for Lucille's in 29 minutes. That's great. Shocking. As opposed to some people who don't sell them out like in 29 weeks. But that, that's, you know, different audiences for different causes, different things. Some people want to save all their money to buy tickets to sporting events. See, they don't want to go to restaurants. They want to get like a burger at the ballpark. Or get a weenie at the ballpark, which used to be years ago. That's where you got the best weenies at the baseball park. Always. I'll take your word for it. But not at the, the Marlins joint. Oh, fat. The food there is to... And, and the Panthers, my God. If the if the price of the food there got any more expensive, you'd have to bring 500 bucks just to eat. If it was good, it might, you know, might not be so offensive, but it's not. You think it ought to be good for that price, but it's not. Alan Cohen, man, you are a one-man demolition crew. What you've done to that organization... Even Wayne couldn't do what you're doing. At least with Wayne, we had the, you know we had a World Series with the Marlins real fast. We had the one good run with the Panthers with the year of the Rat. We had Danny Boy with the Dolphins a hundred years ago. 
Now, was that before or after Wayne? That was that was with Wayne, right, Chris? Which one? Danny Boy. Um, yeah, I believe he was there with Wayne. Yeah, he was, because he's the one that uh, brought in um, Shula. Or not Shula. Um, he, he brought in Shula? Uh, he brought well, in Well, you sure know your football, mister. When's your show starting? He got rid of Shula and brought in Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> well, what's Jimmy Johnson got to do with Danny Boy? Well, Jimmy Shula Johnson was the coach around. when Danny Boy was playing, the last I recall. Maybe, I guess, yeah, Danny Boy was still there, but he and Jimmy didn't get along too well. Remember Correct. that? They didn't see Ida fly. And then it was Wanstad who, his first year, got rid of And then every Boy. time they start the game, Danny would look at Jimmy and say, let's get her done, get her done. And the reason we know that Danny and Jimmy were there together is because we got Jimmy and Danny Jimmy and Jimmy and Jimmy. That, that stuff, right? Oh, Even yeah. George knows that. Oh, yeah. I might have to play a couple of those, and that'll be 2 o'clock already. Time for the heat stats, baby, from the last heat embarrassment. Hey, well, they, they won their last game. What? They won their last game. They won a game? Yep, That's against 14, Chicago. I believe. That's 14 wins? Correct. Woo! Look at you. Heavy, heavy out. duty. I can smell it all the way up here. They won a game. Who'd they play? What? Chicago. Blind. Oh, the Bulls. Wow. 987 on your survey. What that you aren't would you like to be for a day? Rich, 546. F- female, 155. Maybe they'd like to have a mangina. Ooh. Young, 145. Uncut, 32. Black, 27. Gay, 15. Sexy, 11. Jewish, 11. Male, 11. Latin, 10, or Latino, whatever you prefer. Forget about George's hard-ass attitude about that. Yeah. Let's use all the Spanish words. Why don't we just put spick on there? Why don't we just say all the words in Spanish? Why just uh, do one? Straight, six. White, six. Circumcised, five. So uncut, 32, and circumcised, only five. Old, five, and Anglo, two, and 987. So I guess, you know, most of the guys that are like um, uncut, are satisfied, so to speak. That was a play on words. They're, they're happy with their uh, penis. But there okay. are 32 guys on here who are... Uh, well, they want that sleeve, man, that icy hot sleeve, the one that uh, yeah. talks about all the time. Mm-hmm. They want to they see how that, how that goes. Right. Well, the majority, I assume, of the audience is cut, so obviously there would be... How do you know that? You're doing a survey? It's America. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course. Right. Of course. Now, if we were doing the show in Europe, it would be just the opposite. Right. You have to really search high and far and long to find uh, somebody circumscribed in Europe. And I'm sure you have. No, yeah. Generally, they tend to be like foreigners, like Americans, like in Amsterdam. I could tell you some really great stories, but I won't. Or like in Berlin, Ich bin ein Berliner. There's a lot of a foreskin in Germany. Nine. Nine ninety-five. That means you're going over a thousand after the break, Chris. Then we change the poll. Don't you feel a sense of relief? Oh, very. Well, you better do it. You better do it. You're also getting a big pay cut. I, I guess I forgot to tell Chris that. You know. I, I didn't think I could take any more of a pay cut. It's all. Well, it's only right since I'm taking that huge cut starting next January for the next four hundred years. I think you're going to have to make a little sacrifice. <laughs> So I can't you know, keep going to Woodbine. I don't cut a penny on projects. Sports Radio 560. Sorry. The Sports Leader. Peter. Yeah, Randy. Peter. How you doing? I'm all right, darling. How are you? You got that Manny fired, huh? I got that Manny fired. Why'd you get him fired, you hypocritical Oh, it's still Manny. Why does Manny Crank call the station? What is his problem? Because he wants to. But anyway, guess who this story is about? 
I give up. Randy? Well, Guess again, yes. Okay. Reports are beginning to circulate that Air America radio host Randy Rhodes is no longer affiliated with the station after it suspended her because of a video of her referring to Senator Swillery Clinton as a whore. But the station and Rhodes have yet to make any formal announcements, and the host who's been guest hosting her show doubts the station would sack her ass. Rhodes' controversial statements toward Clinton and Geraldine Ferraro were videotaped last month during a fundraiser for a San Francisco progressive radio station. The program director of Green 960, John Scott, said yesterday, it's our understanding that she's no longer an employee of Air America. Industry publication Radio and Records followed up on Scott's comments today. According to John Scott PD of Clear Channel Talk KKGN San Francisco, uh, suspended talker Randy Rhodes and Air America Network have parted company as of yesterday. In a posting on the station website, Scott says that on Monday, April 14, it'll be our pleasure to announce the return of Randy Rhodes to the Green 960 family, whatever that means. Rhodes was suspended indefinitely last week by Air America following remarks she made an appearance for KKGN where she called both Swillery and Geraldine Farrell effing bitches. I guess the truth will not set you free. Well, it will set you free in one way. On the street. An announcement is expected from Air America about Rhodes' departure today. Air America didn't immediately respond to a request for comment, and the details surrounding the host reported separation from the network remain murky. Talk show host Sam Sater, past the Manischewitz, who had been filling in for Rhodes since her suspension, said he didn't think the station would have fired her. I'd really be surprised if Air America fired Randy. We'll be extremely disappointed if that was the case, Sater said in an email to Ross Story. My understanding was that she was returning from suspension within a day or two to say, like that. What do you think of that, huh? Outrageous if it's true. Hello? Hello? Randy, I don't hate you at all. Congratulations. Get out of here, Meg. You want to know something? Truthfully, I'm happy for you. Why are you happy for me? Because I am going to my boat. We're going out for a cruise. Why are you happy for me? Oh, boy. Well, you know something? I could say a lot of things, but then I'll, you know, just I won't. I got the Norm Kent. Look what she's got. I don't, know, I don't know what she's got. I, I wonder, I'm sure she must have an agent, wouldn't you think? I imagine. Most people do. I mean, like a real agent. Hi. Yeah, that's what I mean. This is Jim. Love your show, Neil. Love you. Love you. Yeah, that was uh, Jim with his Technicolor uh, unit. I mean, mm-hmm. it was pretty interesting stuff. So we would hear a lot. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> all the time. You had, to, you had to bring one of those puke bags to work with the stories that you'd hear. And then, of course, that chair. But that's another story. I'm a woman. I soiled the chair. Sue me. I got that in here. Do you really? I don't have that. I think so. No, it was on a, a card. I put it in the uh, nothing. Well, we have 999 votes. We can't get to that thousand, man. You are really slipping. This poll is going over like Halava in Saudi Arabia. I'm a woman. Come? I stained the chair. I stained the chair. So sue me. Two nights in a row, though. She stained it two nights in a row? Yeah, that was uh, the issue. No pun intended. Still 999. You can't make a thousand, Mister. I bet you Eric I think is it's breaking Eric. it. What? I think it's Eric. He must have his foot on the brake, like the like uh, Rutger Howard did in uh, The Hitcher. Remember in the Let in my the votes go, Eric. Yeah, let our people vote. What do you think this is, Florida? For Christ's sakes, where people can't vote unless you decide, unless they're going to be uh, far to the right. I, I can't see nothing happening on there. I keep refreshing it. 999. That, that's just not possible, is it? Maybe the internet died. That could no. The internet died. My ass. Okay. Maybe my ass died. Oh, there we go. What? A thousand. One. 
One vote. Isn't that that Bob Marley song? One vote. Huh? Wasn't that it? That is it. Very I'm good. I'm changing I the poll like now. Stuff. Switch. Poll switch. That a boy. This is another Charlie B. poll. What is the gayest fashion accessory a man can sport? Nipple ring, earrings, goatees, mustache, navel ring, a Prince Albert piercing. Not Prince Albert, not on your tie, but a Prince Albert right. uh, piercing of your thing. Uh, man's shoulder bag, sandals, a necklace, tongue piercing, or Speedos. Woo! I would have to vote for the Prince Albert, even though I'm not exactly sure. I, I don't want to know. I don't want details. It hurts just thinking about it. And look at that. We got the first three votes. So we got the thousand total. What that you aren't would you like to be for a day? Rich, 550. Female, 160. Young, 147. Oh, please. Just for a day. Young and hung. Uncut, 32. Black, 27. Gay, 15. Sexy, 12. Male, 12. Jewish, 11. Latin, 10. Straight six, white six, circumcised five, old five, and Anglo only two. And that's because most of our people are already Anglo. And, right. and, and, of course, your people, they don't want to be Anglo anyway. Do you think? No. Well, I assume they would have picked something else like rich, like I did. Your people? Aren't they all rich? Some are. The ones that live like they are. I don't know. Gables. In the Gables? That, uh, oh, yeah. Primary, you know, Lots of fables in the my, Gables. My family, yeah. Your family lives in the Gables? Your family is loaded? Gables, Kendall's, yeah. Relatively speaking, relative to me, yeah. Well, why don't they give you a, a bag of money every week? Because uh, <laughs> it's theirs. So? So? They give it to their kids, I imagine. They don't well, pay me no sucks. money. I, I think what you need to do is have their kids uh, knocked off. No, no. They throw big parties. I'm invited. I don't have to pay. That's great. No. They should bring you a bag of money every week. Nah. They, they should know that you're a schlepper working for peanuts. Although I think with our new deal, you're going to be really making some, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't either. If I was you, I'd call up Norma. Okay. I mean, I, I could tell you what the comment, I already told you part of it, and that is Jolly Joe says he loves George. Right. Well, do, you me, do you want me to read you verbatim what he no, wrote about you? No, no, because it doesn't have any numbers in there. See, I can't pay my mortgage with love. Why not? If I only could. Just send a bag of love. Right. To the if I could, I'd still be broke. And say, how's this? Let's see. Deleted 37. Where's uh, Norma Kent? No, it's not on there. Here it is. Five years starting January 1st, 2009. I'm not going to read any salary numbers because right. then Tom Jacob. Oh, geez, Neil's working for uh, Yeah, well, you know something? Security is a nice thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the nature of the business has changed to the point where it's, right. just, it's a shadow in, in every respect of what it used to be. I'm sorry to tell you that. Oh, no, you need to call Howard's people and go to Sirius. Yeah. They are hemorrhaging red ink over there. They're hemorrhaging. And, they, and the merger, by the way, which at first it looked like it was going to be approved, and all these attorney generals all over the country have filed uh, uh, complaints, it's never going to be approved. And even if it is, they're still not going to spend any money on talent because Howard and his buddy there are taking all the money. Mel Carmazan. Let's see. Live spots, uh, vacations, and time off remains the same. How do you like that, including the nifty summer schedule? All right. All right. And you get paid a lot more for working those three days during the week. I do. Not. Okay. Well, that, that's not the one. There, there, there was a conference call. Here we go. I got this. I was sitting at my machine losing my ass at Woodbine, and I got this one. We uh, have agreed all the terms. That's not the one either. Jesus, God. Oh, here it is. 
got some firm commitments to do the following. Now, where's it? Uh, George, uh, it says, despite what you may hear, Neil's contract gives him control of his producer, and despite what you may hear, I like George and expect him to be here as long, at least as long as Neil is, at least. Uh-huh. Okay. So, in other words, what? No, that's, that's good. So, like, if I croak or I, if I retire after these uh, five and three-quarter years or whatever it is, and then maybe you'll still be there and do the show, the George, the Neil Rogers Show with George Rodriguez. Well, that's very exciting news. How much? I don't know. I would say... About 30, man. 30 bucks a show. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I don't, I, even at this point, I have no idea how much they're paying. And I, I mean, you know something? I'm, I'm in a good mood today, so don't destroy it. Don't oh, okay, it. gee, you know, I hate to ruin that. But you would if you told me how little they're paying. They, well, he likes you, but that doesn't mean he wants to pay you. And right. times are tough, you know. We're yeah, 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 I know. Paper clips. We're um, losing so much money on paper this Paper clips and uh, know, paper yeah. cups and drinking water. We're bringing the water Nazi back to cut down on all that bottled water usage. Times are really tough now. We're tightening our belts. We've got a big depression mm -hmm. coming. Just be glad you're employed, okay? Don't start playing Butch Boss. Oh, is that what I'm doing? I think you ought to, like, kiss uh, Joe's ass, and believe me, it's a hell of a target. Oh, we've been bonding at the roller derby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. He's taking care of Chicken Act now, don't you see? This is all no, part of a great, great plan to get I me to sucker me into anything. What do you mean by that? I don't see anything. See I haven't heard anything like, yeah. I'm giving you a salute. See oh, I know. Thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> Maybe you'll win a lot of money tomorrow, Kelsey, and you won't have yeah, to Yeah, let's hope, and I won't have to work anymore. Maybe you'll hit five grand on the line, on the $5 Wheel of Fortune. Now, listen, i got an assignment for you tomorrow, seriously. Okay. Because next time I come down, which I don't know if it's going to be probably late next month, because we got that thing coming up, maybe, mm -hmm. that promotion. Right. And uh, so I want you to scout the, when you go there before the show tomorrow, scout the Wheel of Fortune. Make sure they're the real ones. Oh, well, how do I... How do I tell that? Want me to take a picture and send it to you? Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, I will. Well, what other way are you going to do it? You don't I, know that's anything what about I was it. asking, exactly. How am I going to tell if it's a real one? In other words, the three-dollar three machine, okay? Three-coin machine. Okay. Dollars, we're talking. Forget about quarters. I'm not interested in quarters. That's for schleppers like you. Uh, and a quarter slot guy. Yeah, they have oh, dollar. He heard my story about winning the twenty six hundred at Woodbine yesterday, huh? Oh, he's gonna have the a heart attack. Quarter slot guy, Mister Expert. He's the quarter slot guy who's going to Vegas. And I'll be honest with you, the most fun slots to me are the uh, the, the the two penny that that chicken one, the screaming chickens. That's a two cent machine. But every time you play it, you're playing uh, three bucks. Every time you hit the button, if you play the maximum, which I think that's the only way you get the screaming chickens. And they scream and wail and. That banjo music gets louder and louder, and the reels keep spinning. It's fun. Now, I shouldn't have talked about it, because next time I come down, I wonder if they got the screaming chickens at Gulfstream. Oh, God. Hee-haw. You're going to find out for me? You're going to scout it? I'm going to scout it. you got a scouting assignment before the uh, big races and before the show tomorrow at Gulfstream. George is scouting uh, machines. If you find a good machine, then put a put like a, a covering over it, put a hood over it, and I'll come down and play it. And give you ten percent finder's fee. That'd be a good idea. You could get like finder's fee there at Gulfstream. You can become like you know how Larry Glick and these other people when they uh, finally can't get and like mow, they become greeters in restaurants. You could eaters? be a uh, finder. I want to be an eater at, at a restaurant. A what? An eater. Didn't Mo do that at some uh, joint? I believe maybe he's still doing that. 
I don't know. I, I don't know. How they, but, uh, 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 yeah. In which case, you can just see them. You can just see them shrieking and racing out the door. Going. The biggest news. The best talent. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is Steve Goldstein, but you can call me Goldie. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to... Wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12th to 1 hour. Hey, Mo Holland and David here, live at the uh, Hollywood Bowl. They're not the one in California. And the abandoned one in Hollywood and the Florida. Thanks, Norma, you. Well, this lane here, still in pretty good shape, but they just happened to found an old ball here. If it's good enough for Obama, it's good enough for me. See? Let's see if I still got it. There it goes. Ain't no pins on nothing. Just that old Valentine puppet model. Be right. You see that? I should run for president. Ooh, say, that gives me an idea. After all, who's done more for democracy? Yours truly? Or that fat-ass bitch who dresses like a bubba bumblebee? Ah, give me a call here at the Beachwood 45789. Somebody's actually calling? Hello? Oh, oh, hey there, Mo. Joe Bell here. Yeah, uh, uh, what do you know? Mo, we've been seriously thinking of asking you back. Back for what? To get raped again? Well, you, you still get raped. Yeah, but not with so much disrespect. Occasionally, I get a dinner. Well, we're prepared to offer you a Neil meal deal. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. Not a chance, pal. There's about as good a chance of me coming back there than having a National Guard go to Iraq. <laughs> uh, Norma has assured me of reaching an agreement once he rolls out of bed tomorrow. <laughs> that makes me happy as a tap dancer in jelly shoes. I'm not sure how to take that comment. Take it any way you like, pal. I wouldn't even come Robert, back there for nice a free pizza. No, you have, you have your fun. You stay away from me or I'll hurt you. I'll hurt you bad. I got four trained fingers and one big thumb. You can't hurt me. You don't say. And why not? You're on the phone, dummy. Oh, that's right. Uh, say, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll get back to you, Diana. It's a trouble one, and I screwed up. Chris screwed up bad. He forgot to remind me to do the spot before the uh, break. Oh, well, the two, yeah, uh, well, twice do right now. Two of them now. We're eating anyway, so. Oh, the food is there from Japan, and that's good. And the good news, the best news is we started with 100, and even without doing the spot and reminding everybody it's noon on Thursday, we got 32 left is all we got. Excellent. 27, excuse me. How do you like that? They're going like hotcakes. And what do they bring you? They brought uh, a whole bunch of things, sushi and uh, some shrimp, some, uh, what is that, shrimp tempura or something? Some fried shrimp. What else we got? Mm. Wait, here comes my wasabi. I beg your pardon? I wrote wasabi? Yeah. That's the... Uh, wasabi! Time to hear about another of our great Neal's Deals offers. Every week we bring you a chance to buy gift certificates at half price. And this week it's Japango Restaurant in Parkland. A hip, a party, and culinary delight. Whatever that means. Japango is Asian cuisine at its best. Sushi, Thai, little Chinese, and a fusion of flavors that is absolutely out of this world. The sushi is orgasmically creative, out of the ordinary and delicious. The kitchen flows with food for the non-sushi lovers, too, like me. This is like pad thai or charred red sea bass or shrimp and scallop with udon noodles. And the fantastic 14-ounce strip steak drizzled in teriyaki and smothered with crisp shallots. You got one of those? You got a steak? No. I don't know. Mongolian I don't know what's over beef. there. It's kind of food chaos over here. We're just going to grab it. Mongolian beef, shrimp, or chicken, or Japango signature fried rice recommended. And the lobster dish is fantastic, too. And Japango just added a gorgeous full liquor bar and lounge for late night Dining and drinking and dancing. Maybe Joey Carl will be there sitting party after you eat. That's right. And now you can buy $50 certificates right now while they last, and they're going fast for just 25 bucks. logging on to WQM.com. 
And the, the uh, store is open right now, and they're going, like I said, like hotcakes. Coral Springs, West Boca, Coconut Creek, and Parkland. Japango is just minutes from wherever you are. On State Road 7, just north of Hillsborough Boulevard, go to japangomenu.com and book your next private party or event at Japango. And like I said, they're going fast. And once they're gone, they're gone. Aren't you amazed at that? Because I, I, I forgot all about it. Since you had me all worked up about uh, whatever you were talking about. I don't know. Five left. Five. Uno, wow. dos, tres, wow. cuatro, cinco. Un, de trois, quatre, mm. cinco. Uno, due, tres, cuatro, cinque. Look at that. He's uh, bisexual. Bilingual. You've only got five left for Japango. Man, we sold in, in like three minutes. And I didn't even do the spot on time. I screwed oh, it up, which maybe is that's probably why. just as well. What? Maybe that's why. That's why what? Oh, clear. So what do you got in there, Chris? What are you uh, shoveling down your big fat? Uh, I got some sushi and uh, some shrimp bites. Some shrimp what? Bites. Bites. You're biting it? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be the first time. So there's only five left out of the hundred. So I guess we don't have to push that too much, right? <laughs> So we can just make yummy sounds now. Yes, yeah, smack your lips a little bit and talk about the uh, Parmesan cheese. I don't think I have any of that. And the peppercorn shosh. You have peppercorns on your, uh, on your toenails? Yeah, Mr. Ego and his peppercorn shosh and Parmesan cheese. <laughs> Slopping. And, uh, what, uh, now that Burton Jackson's closed, man, how's he feeding all those people? That's a good question. How's he be feeding that family of 85 adopted children? I don't get it. Well, there's something going on. Not to mention, of course, little Brian. One left, solamente uno. Oh, my God. We're going to do this in, in a, a hundred of them. Did we really start out with a hundred, or is that my imagination? Yeah, we had a hundred. And there's only one left, and it's only 12.05 on the East Coast? Holy crap, Rat Man. That's amazing. We might actually have somebody listening out there, you know? Wow. I mean, there's some of these people, especially like, uh, what's his name? What Stu Gotts. Oh, my God. What do you got, Stu? Not much. Unofficially sold out. Unofficially sold out in five minutes or so. Five, six. We'll wait for the official sign to go up on the tote board. Even George knows what that means. Yep. The See? To the tote board. Yeah. yeah. That's why George agreed to go out to Gulfstream. You heard they had a tote board? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, ha I regret having said all the true things I said about Bob Marley. What? It's just not. There's just some things. It's like the Daily Show. You know, it's like John Stewart and mm -hmm. Stephen Colbert and the Daily Show and uh, all, of, all of those things. If you want anybody in the age of a hundred to listen to you, you have to pretend that you really think that those people are funny. It's a really funny show, and that's where you get your news, and that's uh, what life is all about. It's uh, there's Harry Reid, who's a wimp. Dollars a second, twelve billion. Oh my God, he represents everything the Democratic Party Today's is today. Ineffectual. Can only be described Wimpy. As one step forward, for a crap. Two back. After a year, the administration is finally heeding the call of congressional Democrats. Let's limit the time. Okay, now that you guys are eating all that good food in there today, what do I want for lunch? Boy, I sure wish I was at uh, I was at that Myron's Deli right now. You want they have a, great, uh, great dill pickles, you know, the kosher yeah, dills. That, that'd be good for lunch. Also, like a slice of lettuce, a leaf of lettuce. What are you talking Asparagus. about? Asparagus. And the... Uh, cheese blintz is aw just awesome. Yeah, that's what you need, not. And the soup was, were, the soup were great. What do you mean, need not? Not blintz. You don't need to be eating no blintzes. How do you know? What, what, just because it had, like, um, strawberry sauce or whatever, blueberry or whatever. Well, how's your weight? I, thought, I heard you were at an all-time high. 
What, the weight? Yeah, your weight. All-time high? My all-time high is 266. Well, I mean, lately. A recent all-time high. Since I've been here? Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I don't get on the scale anymore. Just as well. I look at it, and it uh, looks back at me like I keep replacing it if you do. President Bush's most senior advisors approved enhanced interrogation techniques of top al-Qaeda suspects by the CIA. ABC News reports yesterday citing sources it didn't name. Whatever that means. Sources it didn't name. Like I just heard that Stu Gotts is uh, off the air citing sources I didn't name. I heard that Dan LeBastard got made a fool of by, what was the guy's name on ESPN? I don't know. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot his name. Bill Ass? No. Dumbass? I forgot his name. ABC reported that the so-called principals discussed interrogation details in dozens of top-secret talks and meetings in the White House. Then-National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice, that dyke, chaired the meetings which took place in the White House Situation Room and were typically attended by a select group of senior officials or their deputies, ABC said. Oh, you're in the Situation Room without Wolf Blitzkrieg with Mo Howard, David, and Geldy. The Situation Room. That Wolf Blitzkrieg, man, somebody needs to take him out. Give him a shower, a shave. Slit his neck. Highly placed sources said a handful of top advisors signed off on how the CIA would interrogate top al-Qaeda suspects, whether they would be slapped, pushed, deprived of sleep, or subjected to simulated drowning called waterboarding, ABC said. George is into skateboarding, not skateboarding, roller skating. Although I skateboard, too. Not as much as you really? Skate. You skateboard like a child? Boy, yeah, you're going through like your a child. Yeah, that's There's right. nothing wrong with that. I would like to go through my second childhood. I never had a first one. There you go. In addition to Rice, the principals at the time included Vice President Cheney, Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld, and Secretary of State Roland Colin uh, Powell, CIA Director George Tenet, and Attorney General John Ashcroft. There was no immediate comment from the White House on the ABC report, of course. Waterboarding has been condemned by many members of Congress, human rights groups, and other countries as a form of illegal torture. Bush administration officials have repeatedly said the U.S. doesn't use or condone torture. Right. They just lie. ABC News said spokesman for Tenet Rumsfeld and Powell declined to comment. The White House also declined comment on behalf of Rice and Cheney, and Ascroft couldn't be reached for comment yesterday. Citing sources, ABC said Ascroft agreed with the policy decision to allow aggressive interrogation tactics and advised they were legal but was troubled by the discussions. Ascroft argued that senior White House advisors shouldn't be involved in the grim details of interrogations sources were cited as saying. It's bad. It makes you, it makes you like, throw up, you know. Oh, we're doing that? Oh, don't tell me about it. Like that. You believe that? No. No. Boca's two certificates came back, so he got two left. <laughs> the target. I want to blame Boca. He can't the afford ones, them. Huh? One was from Jefferson's, one was Monkey Ward, and one was Jay Byron's. Oh, there's only two. So we got two left from Japango if he got shut out. That's distressing. You want to know why? Why? Because it sets back our official time of selling them out. Always happens. Yeah, because like he said... Chicken egg is on there trying to use his uh, S&H green stamps. Stuff like that. So we got two left on WQM.com. They'll go. Well, we're we're getting better at this every week. You know, we've been doing it for a while. I guess maybe tomorrow we ought to try to sell some for Joe. That's a good idea. Because his stuff is moving really, Mm -hmm. really slow, old Joe. All right, and they're sold again. They're sold again. We sold the last two. All right. But it's still unofficial, baby. Unofficial. We still don't have that red official light on the toke board. Well, we're going to have a great time tomorrow. I'm going to print out all the entries from the first two races at Gulfstream. I need some help. I need some money. I'm going to do a little bit of homework. Not a lot. Because remember what I told you about handicapping racing, both thoroughbred and standardbred. The more you know, the worse off you are. Well, great. I ought to win a million then. 
Do you know how to read that racing form? Call on Jerry Bailey. He'll help you out. He's got that thing on a racing network, that show, where he gives you all the insider information and uh, who's trying and who's dying and which trainer has uh, got what. Stuff like that. Maybe you'll run into a little. Maybe you'll run over Jerry Bailey. He comes up to your kneecap. He's a little guy. Retired jockey. Great jockey, Jerry Bailey. Now he's on TV. Isn't that interesting how every great athlete or even mediocre athletes, now they're on TV? How about that? And that's something they're all broadcasters. Or they're on radio doing uh, sports talk shows. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. It's Neil Rogers. Are you ready for some football? Then tune in to ESPN Game. And he hits the hole right after Jesse opens it up. Oh, yeah. ESPN Game. Let's like pack that guy around through. Cowboys, Bears, Vikings, Packers. You'll get them all on ESPN Game. He's going to fire into his guy right here. Feel the sweat. You push, you push, you push. Smell the passion. You just rode him backwards. You put him right on his back. This ain't some makeover show on Bravo. It's the NFL on ESPN Game. And then everyone's kind of slopping around down there and grunting and groaning. And, you know, you get mud and stuff flying and gang tackles and slumps and black irons. ESPN Game. Where there's never a wardrobe malfunction. I don't know where that one came from. Sundays will never be the same. That looked like it, it was the last shot out of the Roman candle. Call your cable operator now and demand ESPN game. Look at that big old block. Oh, what a meal those guys are having. Look good. ESPN game. Now that's a mouthful. Okay, you ever see uh, John Madden and our Chris together? Same person. That's what I envision you as being, like a younger John Madden. Yeah. Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got two oh, bags. Oh, he's eating now. He, he's trying to catch no, up. Actually, I was uh, looking at the thing. Uh, we got two bags. We got two bags again? Yeah, someone's uh, trying to be an idiot. Oh, there's some of these uh, around there. It's what? You know, if you don't complete the transaction in five minutes, it resets, and you got to start over again. Some people are slow on Dumb. the computer. Oh, like there was this guy yesterday getting uh, $100 bills out of the ATM in the $5 room there where I was uh, plunging my guts out. And this guy was so stupid, and I, I, you know, he's the only person in front of me at the uh, machine at the ATM, uh, and he keeps uh, putting the number in it. Oh, and he's like puts his head to his hand, like oh, uh, head to his hand, and his hand to his head. Uh, oh, what's that number again? Uh, like, and he finally got some money out of there. I want to say, you idiot, what the? Just get lost, okay? Get out of here. I got important money to lose. Machine is hungry, man. I'm feeding it. So I'm looking on democraticunderground.com because I Googled that whole thing about the goddess being fired. You know, your friend Randy, mm -hmm. your close personal friend. Listening to Steph Miller and a few references made to Randy getting fired. Well, just as you said Randy, I put a big morsel of fatty tuna in my mouth. Oh, ah. She's only suspended, isn't she? I'm enjoying Sam Seder while she's away, says some, uh, somebody on this, uh, you know, N. Pincus or something like that. On democraticunderground.com. So I don't know. All I know is that her comments weren't even on the air. There were some appearance she made. And, you know, what's wrong with what she said? It's true. And it's her opinion. Having your opinion anymore right. in America doesn't count because you can't express it. You can't say nothing. And the good news is that I went to uh, the uh, little uh, gift shop this morning and got that soda. Oh, thank God. It's over here in a bag. What? Oh, I guess he just... Up and left. The That's all right. That's how we do things. Up and we got, got more. Right. I, I ran out. I knew I didn't have enough. Now I've been out of my seat this. for the past uh, half hour, practically. 
Yeah, eating, picking yeah, out, yeah, shoving, that's right. shoving, all for me, feeding your fat face. Now I'm, I'm topping off my soda here with a little bit of a. My face is not fat. Coke Zero. I, I, to me, this is okay. I don't, I don't know that it has any different taste than regular Coke. Yeah, Coke. But yeah. What? Or Diet Coke? Don't like you don't Coke. like Coke Zero? No, no don't like Coke. Wow, what's wrong with Coke? Well, I don't ordinarily either. Pepsi, right? man. But I ran out of my diet caffeine. Pepsi, Pepsi. Pepsi. You're right, it sucks. And, that, and that's half and half. That's with most of it in there. Oh, plus it's warm now. Should have put it, shouldn't I put it in the refrigerator if I had any brains? But yeah, I you would. Uh-huh. I should have and I would have, but I didn't. So you guys are getting all the good food. So what should mm-hmm. I have for lunch today? That's uh, useless. It as, sounds weird. Asparagus I don't know where I can get and them to. Sure. A nice omelet. Okay. Where the hell did I get a bad omelet? Oh, yeah, at that uh, place I can never think of the name of, and they're like Grand Lux Cafe. You weren't you weren't here when I talked about that. I, I don't suppose I was. Since I don't remember. Now, have you ever eaten there? No. Remember that I told you the first time that I went down mm-hmm. and we ate there, and it was pretty good, and the appetizer was great, and, and the soup was great, and it was it was a good experience the first time. And this last time it was uh, mediocre. It was uh, weak. And the and audience just loves it. They love the Cheesecake Factory, and they like. And you want to know why they love those places? Because they give big, gigantic portions. Oh, that one. And because people are basically pigs. That's the American effing way, man. Well, you have a big huge... portion of bad food. That's not a good thing. And that's what I'm telling them. That's right. That is correct. Now, the soup was great. I had New England clam chowder. The chowder was great. Their appetizers and their soups are fabulous, what I've experienced so far. And the entrees, they suck. Grand Lux Cafe. That's just my opinion. I know everybody out there, oh, you're wrong, Neil. Remember we did the thing on where you find the best dessert in Cheesecake Factory 1, hands mm-hmm. down your pants? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's that crazy Jim Bunning from Kentucky, that uh, homophobic jackass. Hmm. Uh, and it doesn't do the things former uh, that Philadelphia filthy uh, picture. He took a lot of showers with guys naked. Jim Bunning, nut job. Jealous? No, not a him. Not the guys he showered with? Maybe I don't know. What is the gayest fashion accessory man can sport? By the way, in sport, what? Not winning, but you know there is only one function for the tongue piercing, and that should be winning. I don't want to hear about uh, in Too the late. middle of your lunch, in the middle of everybody else's lunch. We don't have to get into a graphic discussion of what people are. You are. I don't know why Joe Bell likes you to be honest. I think he. I think he had his legs crossed when he wrote that. We're all grossed out by gay sex, except you. That's right. I'm the only one. That, that makes it kind of tough, you know. Eighteen minutes. Eighteen minutes. We sold out. Yep. It's official. It's official. We sold out. Japango. Nice work, Neil. Thank you. Boy, we're really uh, setting the house on fire here lately with these deals, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Which is a pretty good sign that somebody is listening. If you can't sell them out at all week after week, I mean, once in a while, maybe the restaurant isn't that popular. Maybe people have had a bad experience. Uh, you know, we had a couple of ringers along the way. But when people can't uh, sell them out show after show, week after week, that's not a good sign to me, you know? Oh, it's a good sign for us. Well, we're not in competition with anybody else. I'm talking about What about Footy? Oh, Tootsie, he don't even do them anymore. <laughs> Tootsie don't even do them anymore. And then now Lamont's doing them, I guess, over there really? at IOD. That cheap channel, they suck. Even though it would have been nice to you know, get paid a lot more money than I'm going to wind up, uh, screw them. Screw them, Norma. All these people, man, there was so much interest, uh, this one and that one. and but, be, but when it comes to talking, like you just got through saying before, show me some money, man. Mm-hmm. Put something on the table. Show me a dime, a penny, a nickel, nothing. 
Oh, you need to go to Sirius, Neil. You and Howard on there, and then the Pharrell. The only kind of people that wind up at Sirius now, other than Stern, are people who can't get hired, for the most part, in terrestrial radio. Now, Bubba Love Sponge, he got back on regular radio, and he, had, and he has to work two shows now to make a living. He has to work two shifts, a morning shift on one uh, deal and an afternoon on the other to make a living. That's the nature of this business. That has mm -hmm. become, you know, it was always a whore business, but now it's like a bottom feeder whore business. Like a $10 whore business. Can you imagine what a ten dollar whore must be like? Well, that's us. I don't want to imagine. We're like we're like we're like human catfish, man. We're scraping the bottom bottom of the barrel. But that's the business that this is the life we have chosen, as Simon Roth said. <coughs> Eighty nine votes on Chris's new poll. We don't care how many we get now. And you know something? This works out nifty. I like the way we're doing this now. If we have enough polls, you know, if Charlie B keeps coming through. And what was that other one I had in the pile? We got some good ones. The one that came in today. Which of these do you find most difficult to do? And it had like uh, nine things on there. Yeah. Lie, forgive, hate. See, when it says lie, they shouldn't put that on there because they should know we're in the radio business. That's right. We lie for a living. I mean, that just comes naturally. We have to. They make us. Ask Greg Reed. He'll tell you about lying. He invented the art. He does it for fun. How's he doing, by the way? Is he... Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen him ever show up? Does he ever show his puss in there anymore? I haven't seen him lately, no. Now that Carolyn got the boot. <laughs> it's like if if somebody says something at the dinner table and nobody wants to hear, nobody mm -hmm. uh, and everybody's like coughing back up the food, you know, and there's just this long silence, and you hear people chewing on, uh, you know, something. This Coke Zero is making me gag. Good. All morning That'll long, I think you. I sounded pretty good for me, you know, considering my blood pressure is high, but I'm making some progress. What? What? You know what I had yesterday? Oh, you're going to be upset with me. Probably. At Woodbine, that's the tip off. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait after a minute. Wait my, a minute. Well, listen. No. After I made my big comeback. Oh, my God. I didn't want to give any of the money back, and so I thought, I looked at the watch. It was 525. I wasn't going to leave till like, 7. The rush hour was over, which is a good choice. And so I went upstairs to the cafeteria, and, uh, oh, look at that. In Little Rock, warning sirens going on. Local uh, television, obviously. Tornadoes. Very dangerous situation. There's lightning and fires in Little Rock. God's pissed off at Little Rock, baby. I'll tell you right now, he don't like what's going on there. And you want to know why? You want to know who was in Little Rock? Used to be? Who? Let me give you a musical clue. The Beatles? Yeah, the Clintons, man. <laughs> in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, my God. There's uh, big tornadoes and severe weather going on and a uh, bad situation there. How was I just saying that was so much more important before that? See? See what, what? I mean? What do you mean? You guys are like into the food. You could care less. But we sold out in how many minutes? 18. 18. Not bad. Not bad. I was talking about the sorry state of this business, man. It blows all you kids out there, all you young people, both of them. Don't get into radio, man. It used to be fun. It used to be creative. It used to be uh, worthwhile. Now it blows. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Back on. This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil Gaw. Randy. I don't hate you at all. Congratulations. I'm Get out of here, Meg. You want to know something? I don't want to play the whole thing again. She's out. She quit. She quit? She quit. Okay. One thing I'll say about her. 
Yeah. She's got a huge pair. Right. Well, somebody has she to. told Bob Green to stuff it after they... That's right. Back at IOD, they put her on in uh, afternoons after me. And Phil was doing nights, Phil Henry. Are you sure? Back when he was entertaining and there wasn't a right-wing lunatic. And um, and then, when she went on vacation, boy, be, always beware of who he, uh, fills in when you're on vacation. They put Phil on for her in the afternoon. And Bob Green and everybody became so enchanted with Phil. Are you sure? Yes, that uh, they stuck her back on at night and uh, him in the afternoon. And she told Bob Green to stick it where the moon don't shine. Remember that? She said, stick it, stick yep. it, stick it, stick it. And so she bailed out of there. Am I right? Is my memory right about that? Yes. Now, the news story from Raw Story is, Air America radio host Randy Rhodes has left the network after it suspended her over comments she made at a station uh-huh. fundraiser last week. Aha uh-huh, what? So she did get in trouble for saying that. But well, she got suspended for yeah, that. Yeah, right. Those, well, what about the tight asses? Yeah, exactly. That's cheap channel for you, baby. And Air America, all these—they're uh, like. See, it's good that Air America represents the liberal uh, part of America allegedly, because they're a bunch oh, yeah. of wimps. They're like Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi and all these other wimps and Howard Dean. Maybe we'll do this, you know. A statement from the station's chairman, Charlie Curricker, whatever his name is, being released today. What the hell was that? Oh, I'm eating. Sounds like he ripped into a lobster or something. Says the popular progressive host decided to leave after the station suspended her over the off-air comments. The statement was obtained in advance by Ross Story. Air America Media was informed last night by Ms. Rhodes that she has chosen to terminate her employment with the company. We wish her well and thank her for her past services to Air America, they said. We will soon announce exciting new talent and programming that will accelerate Air America's growth in the future. I bet you Norma's on the phone with them right now. Not. Not. Wouldn't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't signed the deal. It's, uh, we've agreed in principle we haven't signed it. It's not on paper yet. That's because Norma keeps dragging her feet. She's dragging it. She's in drag. Can't you just see Norman drag? Oh, God. Like in a, like, like in a girl's softball outfit. I can see sight. that right now. With a skirt. Fantasy softball. Rhodes' controversial statements toward Clinton and Geraldine Ferraro were videotaped last month during a fundraiser for San Francisco Progressive Radio Station. So she told Air America last night, bye-bye. All right. She's got a big pair, let me tell you that. She's a girl. And she evidently has got something else going on, unlike some of the rest of us who couldn't get, who, we couldn't get hired for a shoeshine stand, some of us. Well, I'm putting Neil on the market, and I'm uh, entertaining offers, and I'm waiting for the phone to ring, and uh, I'm sitting here with my boyfriend, and I got my finger up his ass. Uh, yeah, I had a boy, Norm. I had a girl. Wow. Sometimes, you know, I got to play that. Sometimes I feel. Which virgin? Oh, I don't know. Maybe this one. Surprise me. Sometimes I feel that boy is boy. Sometimes I feel that people don't want to smile. Then I turn on my radio. Makes me smile like a child. Then I turn on my radio. Neil Rogers 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 on my radio. Oh, 
Oh, there's Danny Boy. Get her on. Get it done. 22 pounds of Nutrisystem. I lost 50 pounds. When he says Who's get all that weight feels great and makes me look even better. Man, you look good, but you're missing something. Well, hello, ladies. The new Nutrisystem for Men is our best program ever. A new heart-healthy program formulated to help fight your hunger and curb cravings. Boy, you got to have a lot of bowls to do what I did. I tell you what, 50 pounds is like losing five bowling balls. Take it off. Four bowling balls off my gut. Order our four-week men's program now, and you can get an extra three weeks of food absolutely free. Nutrisystem does all the work. I just eat and eat. I lost 22 pounds. And I lost 50 pounds. Get her done. Get her done. I'm just waiting for that. I don't want to. You know something? I know this sounds insensitive because I've tried, as you know, every diet in the world. I'm, I'm something of an expert, a pervert expert. Right, uh, failing. Right. No, I did go down the Atkins that one time. Mm-hmm. And I, then my mind and my body got, you know, we caught up to it. Right, right. What it was all about. So, oh, like my that anymore. smoker works. buddies. They, they're great at quitting right. smoking. They've done it dozens of times. But when you can't even make the food look good on television... Have you ever noticed oh, that, like, yeah. I know. Like, like ads in a magazine? Right. We have commercials on TV sometimes, sure. And commercials on TV, and they make the food look just delicious because they, like, color it, and they, they shine it up, and they paint it, and they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you can't even make the food look good, like, I don't want to mention that spot we just had on there, and it looks like, oh, my God, like moosh. They had, like, lasagna on there, and that little pizza looks like uh, Tiny left something on it. Like moosh, you know? I don't think it's time for me to get her done. I could be wrong. Maybe I should get her done, but George wants to get her done. All depends yes, on I do. She is. Mm-hmm. So we sold out in uh, what was it? Eighteen, 18 minutes. Boy, that, and that's a hundred. Remember the days when we would be in the uh, one to two hour, and I'd be frantically trying to like, uh, and we eventually would almost every time. We you know sell them all during the show. Remember those days? Yep. Mm-hmm. Not no mole. This thing has become really big. It's become bigger than life itself. And, and Muff is doing a hell of a job. Thank God for Muff, baby. They sure screwed him over big time. Nice going, Greg. And Clarence. Remember the days when Duff was the PD? Mm-hmm. Then he was the operations manager, and they just said, oh, we don't need that anymore. That's a position we don't need. And Duff said, I'll show you a position. And they said, yeah. You fairy. 113 votes on the new pool. I'm not going to read those the grotesque things on there, because then you're going to want to start describing them and embellishing, you know, going through all your perverted grotesque stuff. We don't want to do that. We want to, you know, save the license if we ever get one. So don't don't you feel, like, excited that I've blurted it out on the air that we're, we've got a deal in principle now? I don't know who we is. According to Norma. What? I don't know who we is. I'm going to write Norma an email right now. Write him an email say what? Say, what's going on with me? Well, when does really your contract not... end? At the same time as yours. Yeah. Well, so obviously yours needs to be... He needs to get on that. I, I would hope. Because according to Jolly Joe, you're going to be here as long as I am. And right. I five I'm, years I'm a humble man. I don't... Uh, you know, I ain't asking for a lot. Just to be able to make a living would be nice. Well, you, you can't do that here. I, I, I understand that. <laughs> and so... That's not going to happen here. It might not. I mean, if you want like a, a token check every couple of weeks, I mean, we can handle that. Continue. Now, what are you doing? Are you threatening to leave? Is that what you're going to do now? You could wind up on Air America, you know. Are you threatening me? Not yeah, threatening anything. I would just like to know about my future. Does that sound like what he's doing, Chris? He's, uh, you know, putting on the I'm squeeze. I'm asking questions like, what's going to happen to me? Because I can't that, afford to live right. on and what I'm have, making you're now. You're to have an answer on it. And I think you ought to be in touch with Norma right now. I'm writing him an email right now. Be in now. touch with that queen. And say, listen, you silly guy. And, and then he sends me this email. I'm sitting there at the Woodbine. It comes through on my BlackBerry. And he says, of course, that doesn't include my commission. Ha, 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 ha. 
And so I wrote him back and I said, well, I fully expect you to make up for the shortfall of what I'm going to be losing between the last several years and starting next year. Not that I'm making like uh, peanuts, you know, I'm still making a, a very uh, fat, a lot of people would be, uh, they would kill to make the kind of money, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's a sock in the teeth is what it is, especially when you've got so many people to support that I do, including half of Mexico. I don't want to hear about bums now. You know, I don't want you denigrating all of my good friends and my No, no, family, no. Listen, if the shoe fits, that it just happens to coincide oh, by the way, with anyone that very, you know. I'd be very distressed to know but, that in the uh, Hard Rock, your close personal friend Dave went with me, drove me there, in fact, in his uh, in my red Corvette. Why would his, that distress me? I, I haven't finished yet. Okay. And I told you about the chickens, you know, the hee-haw. Uh-huh. And we both sat down at different machines, and I started out. I was doing okay, but he put in a $50 bill, and before you know it, he had 720 credits. Well, that's great. Why would that well, be? He wants 700 bucks also. That's great. Are you happy about that? Ecstatic. Maybe he'll give you a loan. Maybe he'll help I, you. I doubt it. What does that if have to do with bums? Talking behind I've always hated bums. If you stop talking. No, at least. <laughs> That's right. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Grab my junior, honey. No. They have all the oil they need to keep the gas flowing. Nothing more than corporate greed. No one to control it. That's a ridiculous call. Upset with Clinton and sex. Now these guys instead are screwing you up. Oh, Forever in 1956, it's chicken neck at his best. It's uh, 1246. Would you agree with me? His mind is just yes. yes. In the 50s. Yes. Not in the 60s. He's trying to drag him kicking and screaming out of there, but uh, he won't go. What do you mean? Oh, out of there? No, actually, it's good. It's fun. Because at least 10 of us It, it is fun, but every once in a while when he does something modern, it's uh, spectacular. <laughs> there you go. You just can't stop today, man. Stop you, what? Your you ought to be having a party in your pants. You had a great meal there. It was a crazy. We got a five-year contract have extension a party here at this wonderful we? place where they treat us like uh, strangers. I haven't heard anything about me. All yet. of us, you no and me and Chicken That Egg. doesn't mean Jack. Chris, Italy. I'm sure his name is in there somewhere. No, right. yeah, not. Why not? Why you want a contract too now? <laughs> I, would con- I would love to see a raise. I don't even need a contract. 
a raise. He's getting awfully uppity. <laughs> he must be catching. He must be catching it from you. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Even Swillery thinks it's somewhat amusing, right? <laughs> See? Don't you understand the lay of the land? Don't you understand what's happening in our business, in this building, in your building? Uh-huh. Everything is... Remember the old slice and dice? What what, what they get the Vegematic? Right. The old slicer and dicer. Yeah. Baby. That's what's going on. Yeah, I understand that this show continues to generate enormous profits for this company. Yeah. We both know that. We all what know does that. that have to do with anything? They want to make some money, okay? Uh -huh. They lost a Don't million dollars know. a year on the Marlins. Not That's our, our fault. fault. Not That's our my fault. fault. Oh, is it? No. That's your fault. Must be. Because you're so anti-sports that they did it just out of spite oh, to yeah, you off. And as right. a result, sure. they wound up losing that's their right. ass on the Marlins. Makes perfect sense. I hadn't thought about that. David Sampson cost us a fortune. Little twerp. Somebody ought to step on his ass. American Airlines canceled more than 900 flights today to fix faulty wiring and hundreds of jets. Every day they keep canceling and canceling, marking the third straight day of mass groundings as company executives offered profuse apologies in travel vouchers to come angry customers. We can't fly you to wherever you want to go, but we will offer you our profuse apology. Like Byrne Laxer said to me at Byrne Steakhouse that time in Tampa, oh, I don't believe in trying to repay your kindness with another one, but I offer you my uh, best wishes or something like that. And I thought, you cheap bastard. Now he's dead. Burn Steakhouse. I okay. said, more people there from South Florida when they went to Tampa. He, he, he told me that. He said, everybody that comes in here from uh, Miami tells me, oh, we heard about you on the Neil Rogers show. Not that I was ever, I, I'm not the kind of person, you know me, I'm never looking for a freebie. I'm usually embarrassed to take it. But in a restaurant mm -hmm. that's that expensive and that I made him that much money, to have somebody say, he gave me the tour of the kitchen and the whole place. Yeah. And then he gave me that line about, oh, I don't believe in trying to repay one kindness with another one, so I, I just give you my best wishes. And pay the bill. You know, he didn't say that, but, they, you know, pick up the check, pay it. How do you like that? All right. For gratitude with a crappy <clears throat> attitude. And now he's dead. The restaurant's still great, though. Burn Steakhouse in Tampa. Man. And I, never, I was never there after they built that big dessert room they have upstairs. Wow, I can only imagine how good that is. You can't afford to eat there, so forget about it. Unless, unless they invite you. Hey, I can't afford to eat without these free meals. What are you talking about? Listen, you get more free food off of this show. You better start factoring that in. I do. It's the food I do. factory. I do. Bill O'Reilly and that right-wing Nazi factory. I work for food. This you know, you the pass food. these guys on the highway with the cardboard sign. That's me. Except that's that's me. We're taking good care of Are we, right. Chris? Are we I taking good care of him with the food? Yep. American, the nation's largest carrier, has now scrubbed more than 2,400 flights since Tuesday. When federal regulators warned that nearly half its planes could violate a safety regulation designed to prevent fires. I am so hungry for cheese blitzes right now. Don't, just don't do it. Don't what? Don't do it. Why not? What's the big deal with cheese? What do you know about what cheese blitzes are made of? They're made what? out of things you shouldn't be eating. No, they're not. Carbs. There's sugar in there. No, there's not sugar in there. The sugar is in the uh, sauce that you put on it. The, yeah, you and know, the fruity sauce. Air. Right. The like I've never had a blintz. I know all about it. You don't know cheese blintzes from, uh, from uh, honey muffins. I've had lots. Daniel Garten, an executive VP of American, said cancellations could extend into tomorrow. Oh, my God. Woo. 
A return to normal operations depends on how quickly mechanics can inspect and fix the wire bundles. Airline spokesman Tim Wagner said late yesterday afternoon that 60 planes had been cleared to fly, 119 were being worked on, and 121 had been inspected yet. But 60 were cleared to fly. The fallout could be seen at airport ticket counters where frustrated customers bickered with American employees and on the stock market where shares of American's parent company tumbled more than 11% tomorrow. Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. See, I made money at Woodbine yesterday, and the people with American lost their ass. You're making fun of me? I know where to make my cash, at the machine, man. American estimates that more than 100 passengers would have been on each of those canceled flights. That means a quarter of a million people have been inconvenienced this week, and they offer their profuse apologies and travel vouchers to calm your angry ass down. I know what I would say. Yeah, screw you. Airline executives said they thought they had fixed the wiring two weeks ago when they canceled more than 400 flights to inspect and, in some cases, fixed the shielding around the wires in the MD-80 aircraft. But this week, FAA inspectors, who have been conducting stepped-up surveys of airline compliance with safety rules called airworthiness directives, said 15 of 19 American jets they examined flunked. They flunked. They did. They left the airline no choice but to ground all 300 of its MD-80s, the most common jet in American's 655-plane fleet. MD-80, it seems to me like a, kind of a marginal plane, if you ask me. I could be wrong. I, I mean, I've flown them, obviously. Now, Air Canada uses those uh, 320s, 321s. Okay. They're pretty nice. And coming back from Montreal on that last uh, vacation of mine, we were, I told you this, we were on the 777. <laughs> Man, is that, a, is that ever an aircraft? With the, with the curved seats, you know, they actually go all the way back like a bed? That's what I hear. And, and the best part of the deal is that the seats are curved. So even if you're sitting next to your uh, traveling companion, they're, they're, they're facing away from you. You're facing away from each other. So it was a good deal. We have obviously failed to complete the airworthiness directive to the precise standards that the FAA requires, and I take full responsibility for that. Gerard Arpey, American's chairman and CEO, said in an industry event in California. The FAA second wave of audits will go on until June 30th, the New York Times says today, so the misery for flies could go on for months. We go on for months. We simply can't put our customers through this again, Garten said. He added that for American, this certainly couldn't have happened at a worse time. The airline faces record fuel prices and fear of a recession. An analyst forecast that its parent AMR Corp lost more than $300 million in the first three months of this year. God, that's almost as much as George made. American declined to say how much it would spend on $500 travel vouchers and hotel rooms for stranded travelers and overtime for mechanics or how much revenue it would lose by putting some displaced customers on other airlines. But Garten said it would be significant. They got Cirrus, baby. That's what he said. We've got Cirrus. Some passengers took a jaundiced view toward Americans' promise to fix the problems. Kathy Neer of Santa Fe, New Mexico, was caught up in both waves of cancellations to and from a vacation in Paris. She and her husband were stranded in Dallas on Tuesday on the final leg of their journey home. American gave the Nears a voucher for a hotel room and seats on another flight home Wednesday. They say our flight is leaving at 3.55 p.m., but do you think we trust them, Nears said, after being burned twice? We're a little skeptical, she said. A little skeptical, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like skeptical that you're going to get like a 90% pay increase in your new five-year deal. We'll, we'll get something done. We'll get her done, man. I'll hold my breath. Call, in fact, send Norm a message and say get her done. I did. I sent him an email, just a very simple uh, sentence there. Did you say get her done? <laughs> get her done? I know get better than that. Get him done. Get it done. Yeah. He's doing it. <laughs> That's what I heard. I'm sure a lot. That's what I'm afraid of. Oh, and the goddess. See, like I said, she's got a big pair of balls. Chris mm-hmm. is a lot younger than I yeah, am. Yeah, she probably has an agent. Probably has a real agent, and I don't think she's making all that much money. 
See, that's the one thing. Uh, and, and I know it would be nice to be on Nationwide, to be heard by living and breathing people. I've been, Prozac! Prozac! The same, you know, nerds. But the fact of the matter is that uh, a lot of those people aren't making so much money. This is a fact. Am I right? Right. More than Chris, but still. Well, nobody's making the kind of money Chris is. I didn't say as much money. I said nobody's making the kind of money. We'll work for food guy on the side of the road. He makes more money. He's He's the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. He's got flexible hours. The sports leader. Not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon! Some independent truckers say they'll stop hauling freight, protest the record high diesel fuel prices. Off the road again, I just can't pay to fill my tank again. Diesel fuel is higher than it's ever been, and I can't pay to get on the road again. Off the road again, oil profits, they are such a sin. Screaming things at those Exxon Mobil men. I can't pay to get on the road again. Off the road again. Like a pack of suckers, we go down the highway. Hope the gouging ends. Cause the Arab world's getting richer each and every day. It's so lame. Off the road again. We're making a statement. I just can't pay to get on the road again. We shut down for five days. I drive a truck and take it up the gassy end. Because I can't pay to get on the road again. But we are not going to put up with prices like that. That's right. Just go kill somebody. One o'clock at 560. I'm not going to change the prices, but you'll feel better. Okay. At least you accomplish something. $112.21 a barrel for oil this morning. Now down to what? Nothing. Yeah, that's right. That's what we can afford. Nothing. Let me tell. Oh, the markets are up though. People are making money off your misery. That's good. Always good to see. One hundred nine eighty four. Oh, that's eighty three. Look at that. As I'm speaking, maybe I should just keep watching this. Oh, one hundred nine eighty five. About one hundred and ten bucks a barrel right now. Down from one twelve. As Bush and his Arab buddies continue putting on the big squeeze, the Saudi sheiks. Maybe they can afford some new uh, garments, like I said the other day. Some new shmatas. There is the insane McCain. Are threatening family. Who doesn't have a clue? He, uh, he doesn't uh, know Shiite about what's going on in the world. Let me tell you that right now. Actually, here's the most important news story of the day. Okay, forget about oil prices. Forget about the war. Forget about the dead people. Forget about global warming. Forget about all of these. All of these things. Goddess is off air America. Forget about that. Here's the important story. Ready? Ready. Ashley Simpson and her rocker boyfriend Pete Wentz are engaged. Are you? Oh my God. Seeing me? me? No. Yeah. Wow. We know now, and let me tell you this: talk about Mias. He, he, I, I dropped in the bowl this morning. Something looked better than him. All right, me. well, much better. Fun. It was lovely compared to him. We know there's been a lot of speculation recently about Pete and I, and we wanted to be our, we wanted our fans to be the first to know because you guys are the best. Simpson said in the statement posted on People Magazine's website. Yes, we are thrilled to share that we are happily engaged. That's as opposed to unhappily engaged. Simpson's manager, Father Joe Simpson, told the magazine, he's totally happy. And so excited to have Pete as part of our family. The couple began dating in the fall of 2006, according to Peephole. Wentz, 28, is basis for Fallout Boy. Simpson, 23, a singer of sorts, songwriter and actress of sorts, is the younger sister of Jessica, your good girlfriend, Jessica Simpson. Who is hot and her sister is not. Correct. But neither one of them have any talent, so at least they have that in common. Although being hot is, you know... That's where it's at. Just ask my uh, good buddy there, Stephen Strait. 
God. Jesus, man. That's what I'm going to do right now at 2 o'clock. Forget about the cheese blintzes. I'm going to go, I'm going to go search, scour the countryside for him. Okay. Ashley Simpson's new album, Bittersweet World, is set for release April 22. Oh, and by the way, where the hell's that story? Yeah, see, this is bad news for old fags and young fags. Three world records, nine swimmers, and eight Speedo LZR racer swimsuits. The short course world championship started with a bang yesterday. The decision by swimming's world governing body, FINA, whatever that is, not to ban the new high-tech Speedo suits resulted in another heap of records in the pool. How do you like that? And it's got a picture of this ugly young guy, his swimmer, which most of them look pretty good, quite frankly, for whatever reason. But anyway, he's got this, uh, so there's, there's no more uh, naked guys, no more packages to see in those, uh, you know, bathing suits. No more hot guys. Now, now they're all covered up. Aw, oh, gee. Well, you don't care. No. Because the women have always been covered up, and now they're getting covered up even more. And it goes on about the Dutch men did this and the U.S. men yeah. did that, and they did each other and but meet but and like that. We'll figure out a way to uncover them. Who cares? We just want to see him in those bathing, like in uh, the Covenant, that scene there in the uh, in the swimming pool. Yeah. Think or swim. That's what I'm thinking. Think or swim, <laughs> and then of course in the locker room. Wow. Uh-huh. Snapping the towel. Well, I'll tell you, just like that, there's a lot of towel snapping in that locker room. That's right on the old. Rectum. No, it's a guy thing, Neil. You wouldn't understand it's a guy thing. Yeah, yeah you understand it perfectly understand. like they don't. It's a gay they got thing. The, the wrong letter in there. It's not G-U-Y. It's G-A-Y. And you know all about it's a gay it. guy thing. Believe me, I know my gay guys. 166 votes on your poll. What is the gayest fashion accessory man can sport? Can I play that uh, sporting a Woody? In? I don't think I can play that. Why not? Yes, I, I can. Sure. I can. Yeah. How about a little bit? I remember the day back when that was out. Oh, don't play a trouser trout. Remember that? Bob Green would come in. Don't play trouser trout. Bob Neal's all upset. Put on my five on ones and I headed for the street. Just checked out the best of Hustler and I'm starting to feel the heat. 166 votes. Oh, the heat. Boy, they really suck. All right. How can we have a show that talks only about the Heat when the Heat won 14 games all season and they blow? They like uh, one-topic radio here. It went oh. Note, one note all day, all one day. One note, Charlie? Is that what yeah. you're trying to say? Yeah. Are you yeah. knocking your buddy jerks again? That would be bad. Not just him. 168 votes. Nipple rings, 38. Man shoulder bag, 32. Speedo, 25. Naval ring, 25. By the way, you French Canadians, you frogs, go back to Quebec, eh? Everybody hates you like poison, and you look like clowns, like fools with those Speedos on, you cheap bastardos. Speedos, 25. Naval ring, 25. Tongue piercing, 18. A Prince Albert piercing, 15. And the old weenie, or the young weenie. Earrings, uh, 6. See, I don't, I don't go along with that at all. I what? mean, there's zillions of straight guys wearing earrings. Anymore, yeah. They're all over the place. It's yeah, everybody wears earrings, earrings now, right. so what's gay about that? Nothing anymore. Although when they wear two earrings... See, I've seen some really hot-looking guys with two earrings. And I think there's a message there, which I'm sure there probably isn't, but there could be, you know. Not anymore. It used to mean something, now it doesn't. It's just really? decoration anymore. Well, sure. damn it. I know. You burst my bobble. Sorry. Uh, sandals for... Like, Birkenstocks is gay? <laughs> Jesus wore sandals. Necklace two, mustache two, and goatee only one. I think they're talking about a certain kind of clone look, you know? Like that San Francisco clone look. Mm-hmm. 
And don't forget. Venus for the homo. Oh, no. That's why he wore the Birkenstocks. Erasmussen reports National Telephone Survey found that 65% of Americans would like to see U.S. troops brought home from Iraq within a year. That's the highest total recorded in the track and poll, which has been conducted regularly since August of last year. The 65% total is up six points from two weeks ago, but just a single point higher than the total from a month ago. You've got to be like a rocket scientist to figure all these, you know, all these, uh, follow the bouncing uh, dot. Off losses, restructuring their balance sheets. 26% want the troops brought home immediately, which, of course, they ought to be, up three points from the last survey. Get out of there. If those Iraqis want to kill each other, hub them and drear it, okay? And all this business about, oh, it's a breeding for terrorism. Well, it sure as hell wasn't before we went in there. Because old Sodom, he wouldn't put up with it. There was no Al-Qaeda in Iraq when he was there. Now there is. Good job, W. That'd be a good poll question. What did he do a better job on? The economy, gas prices, or the Iraq attack? Your buddy, yeah, W. We could take a poll. Looking at the other end of the spectrum, 31% want troops to remain in Iraq until the mission is complete. What does that mean, the mission is complete? Does anybody know the answer to that question? No, Absolutely no, no. no. That figure has ranged from 31 to 39% since the tracking began, because there's a third of the people out there dumber than sawdust, dumber than a cardboard freaking box. The survey also found that 32% believe the surge has worked, while 43% say, uh-uh, it has not. 61% of Republicans say the surge has worked. 59% of Democrats say it has not, along with 51% of those not affiliated with either major party. Let's have a party. The desire to bring home the troops has risen among both men and women. 59% of men want the troops home within a year, up four points from two weeks ago. Among women, it's 69%. I'm from 62% two weeks ago. On the other side, 37% of men would like troops to stay in Iraq until the mission is complete, along with 26% of women. And again, nobody knows what that means. The mission is complete. Does anybody have any idea? Uh, no. Well, well, when, when do we know it's over? When they tell you? Just shut when up and pay. One. And first of all, what is there to win? What is there to win? These are ancient tribal lunatics who are busy killing each other because nobody's there to stop them. And we're in the middle of a civil war that we invented, that we, that we sparked by creating a Spark. vacuum. Vacuum. Of course, we got a lot of crooks there running the country now. And that's why they got no electricity and no water and a lot of other stuff most of the day. Every day. At least it's consistent every day. Not just like once in a while. Not like, oh, it's Saturday, there's no electricity day. No, it's like any day. Monday, Saturday, Tuesday, like Apollonia would say. Oh, don't start with that Godfather crap again. The audience gets really upset when you do that. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Now, that was Fredo, obviously. <laughs> Every time we play Clemenzas, uh, everybody starts insisting it's somebody else. I mean, all the voices, other, other than Don Corleone, well, I guess they all, they all had distinct voices. Clemenza and Tessio had a deep voice, at least. This screws up all my arrangements. See? You would, you would never say that's Clemenza. That's Tessio. No, I know better, but still. Tom, can you get me off the hook? For old time's sake. Can't See, he had kind of like, he had like a... I don't know what word to describe it in his voice. Listen, listen to it again. Tom, can you get me off the hook? For old time's sake. See, he had that like, little bit of raspiness. Yeah, raspy voice, you know. Whereas Clemenza had a deeper voice, like coming from that big fat puppet of his, you know? Mm hmm. Listen. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Or, of course, everybody's shoving your meatballs. The whole town is arguing about Look it. Look brass, he sleeps with the fishes. How you ever got me involved in that? It's like it's argu arguing about whether it's Thursday today. Right. Well, what's the oh, point? I can't wait because you never make a mistake. I can't wait till the day you do. 
I got news for you. I make more mistakes in one day uh, than I know. That was sarcasm. In case you didn't pick up, in case your sarcasm meter is broken. Yeah. Well, there's some things I make mistakes about, but not the Godfather. There's some things I know a little bit about. That's what you, because you're such a hard ass, you won't even uh, give me that. Of but course I give you that. I know a little bit of about. Of course I give you that. This is legitimate. I swear, this is legitimate. Well, let me tell you something, my crunk Mick friend. I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out. It's just my enemy. That's all. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. See, because he was the only one that spoke with cotton in his cheeks, that's why he sounded like that, Mark. That's why he was so distinctive. Now, Sonny, where's yeah. that bada-bing? And, that, and actually, I should play that more often. You should play that all day, every day. Yes, you, know? you should. What are you going to do? Nice they, yeah? they want to get mixed up in the family business. business? Now you want to gun down a police captain. What are you going to do, shoot him from a mile away, away? like huh? in the army? What do you think, this is the army where you shoot him a mile away? you got to get him close like this. Bada-bing, you brought their brains all over your nice side league suit. Come in. What? You're taking us very far. The bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. The bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. The bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. What are you trying to say? The bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> anyway, oh, there's Allie Felching is on CNN again. It's enough to make me want to puke. Don't forget, George will be at Gulfstream tomorrow, 10 to 2. Go out and see him and say hi. Maybe bring him a bag of money so he can plunge his guts out. We're going to. Uh, and, and what's the deal? You got the Holy Bull Stakes on Saturday, $150,000. Supersized for a mile and 316th. The Holy Bull has served as the Derby prep for some of the greatest three year olds in thoroughbred history, such as Barbro and Funny Side. And we're just three weeks to go before the first leg of the Triple Crown. It is a must see for racing enthusiasts everywhere. That's on Saturday. First post time at Gulfstream 115 on Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach. What am I leaving out? Nothing. And George will be there tomorrow from 10 to 2 and uh, handicrapping, making That's a few right. bucks, we hope. I hope. And, of course, investigating the slot situation, the Wheel of Fortune. Just look for Pat and Vanna. That's all. Get to see what I'm messing with. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 5. Any time they see that we're lacking in the poor They provide a headline that will lead you by the nose Who said, they said, is the one to get Now they have only one Don't worry about the dog, we got him. Now we're all pumping and saying, we got him. We won't attack us no more, we got him. Praise the Spark Jesus. I'm dying out of here. You say 9-11 is what they got you to do. Can't get any dumber than a one-party country. You believe what they say, like a god or fool, as they use the state to their corporate tool. All the election odds, we got them. Just got it, 
118 at 560 WQM. Stephen Kendall says the gayest accessories in Ascot. I haven't seen one of those except on TV years ago. Well, I just Googled it. I looked on Wikipedia and it had a picture of an Ascot. It looked pretty uh, gay to me. Yeah. It's got like wingtips. It makes you fly. If you wear an Ascot, you can fly, flap your arms a little bit and you can fly. Like Mary Poppins. Like Peter Pan. Like Chaim Periwinkle. Who? Barack Obama says, if elected president, he won't require that his appointees to the Joint Chiefs of Staff support allowing gays to serve openly in the military. The Democratic presidential frontrunner favors repealing the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy on gays, which was instituted during the Clinton administration. He said his priority for the Joint Chiefs will be that they make decisions to strengthen the military and keep the country safe, not their position on the policy. I would never make this a litmus test for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he said in an interview with the advocate of Gay Magazine. But I think there's increasing recognition within the armed forces that this is a counterproductive strategy. He said, we're spending large sums of money to kick highly qualified gays or lesbians out of the military, some of whom possess specialties like Arab language capabilities that we desperately need. That doesn't make us more safe. The advocate provided the Associated Press with excerpts of the interview posted on its website today. The interview comes after Obama was criticized by gay advocates for not speaking to the gay media. The Philadelphia Gay News last week ran a large blank space on its front page next to an interview with Hillary Rodham Clinton to highlight that he didn't talk to the publication. The gay press may feel like I'm not giving them enough love, but basically all press feels that way at all times, Obama told the advocate. He said he's spoken out frequently against homophobia and in support of gay rights. Asked what he could reasonably accomplish for the gay community as president, Obama said he can reasonably see repeal of the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy, as well as signing legislation to ban workplace discrimination against gays. He said he'd like transgendered people to be covered by the law, but thinks it would be tough to get such legislation through Congress, unless he gets some help from Barney Fagg. Obama also said he's interested in ensuring that same-sex couples in civil unions get federal benefits. All of these All of these things. things. So there you go. Everybody wants something, like George, you know. I'm all excited now that I'm going to be uh, working, I think, for the next five and two-thirds years. I'm not going to be out on the beach. Spare some change, mister. And George is, you know, he's... Well, you know how much money you're going to be making, right? Not too happy about it. You see, but you know. Well, maybe you, you will be happy. Maybe. That's, I'm just or, asking. Just, or, maybe I won't be, you know. Maybe not. Right. You know what my guess is? What? Not? 197 votes on Chris's poll. Our goal is 200. Not that I'm setting our sights low today, but it's just, I don't know, this doesn't seem like a really um, active day, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Huh? Although we did do great on our Neil deal. Yeah, I was going to say, it was very active in the studio here. Yeah, eating, that, that's not the kind of activity I'm talking about, okay? All of it. The people were very nice. There was a you know, whole you know, um, event here. Yeah, eating, picking yeah. out. Uh-huh. Well, may, maybe you could do that. Maybe just stock up, you know, stir up. Although, in your case, you'd probably be doing a lot of joicing, like you did this morning. Sure. I come in this morning, and George is racing. Oh, I'll be right That's back. Right. Racing to the magic room. Almost oh, made it out of the oh. house. Had to walk right back Let in there. Joyce and rejoice and mm -hmm. like that. Thank God that doesn't happen to me. I know. <laughs> in my case, there just are those times I don't get a second chance. You know what I mean? <laughs> to make a first impression? Yeah. Hey, look who's talking, mister. I bet you, I guarantee you. I have never imagine. had any of the episodes that you've had where I did not make it in time. That's not what I was talking about. Okay, when oh, you okay. get to be, if you live to be my age, 
as Jerry Wichner would say, the good Lord will, and now he's dead. If you live to be my age, I'll guarantee you'll have uh, some episodes. Trust me when I tell you. Okay. I think considering my horrendous physical condition and my advanced age, I haven't done so bad, you know? Like, I'm not sitting here with a bag or something like that. I don't smell bad. In fact, I smell pretty good. Oh, yeah. You I sure? That really... Huh? You sure? I'm positive, okay? I'm positive I smell good. I've never uh, sensed a, a note of B.O. from the old no, man. No, that's right. Cause, well, that's my philosophy. You can't look good. Right. At least smell good. It's a clean Christ old man. Yeah, I sure as hell ain't never going to look good. So at least I smell good. Mmm, it's a machaya. Gail Collins of the New York Times writes, Pinochle Politics... I was raised on Pinochle and the American Dream. This is Hillary Clinton in a TV ad running in Pennsylvania, in which she reminisces about spending childhood vacations in Scranton. Once again, a campaign in which we thought we'd heard every possible piece of information delivers a little surprise. Really, it's hard to count the questions this line raises. Is Pinochle especially popular in Pennsylvania? Did Mark Penn do a poll on this? Did something inspiring happen at the Pinochle table that caused Swillery to make this particular connection? Young Hillary, if you play your cards right, someday you could be president of the U.S., eh? If you were going to say they were raised on something like the, uh, on something in the American Dream, what would it be? I'd have to go with television in the American Dream, although it sounds a little Manchurian candidate. One purpose of the ad is to point out that although the Clinton family may be raking it in Boku bucks now, Hillary's roots were humble. Her Pennsylvania grandfather worked in a large lace factory. The Rodham Vacation House had no heat or indoor shower, and according to Carl Bernstein's biography, as Hillary grew up, she began to lose enthusiasm for those long summers on Lake Winola. Nevertheless, her ties to that state are certainly stronger than they were in New York when she first announced for a Senate and attempted to summon up warm memories of childhood visits to rest stops along the interstate. <laughs> I bet you Norma could probably do that. And all's fair in campaign myth-making. When Kansas was in play, Barack Obama visited his ancestral hometown of El Dorado with great fanfare, even though he had never set foot there before. It would never occur to either of the other candidates to link their childhoods to a card game in the American Dream. Obama, who can be disturbing the Ivy League, would probably think the pinochle part was cheesy. McCain wouldn't bring the dream up. The idea that you came from humble folk who had faith that their children could aspire to something better doesn't really float if you're the offspring of two generations of four-star admirals. Anyway, this pinochle diversion couldn't have come at a better time. Things have been getting a little slow on a campaign trail. Setting aside six weeks of preparation for the Pennsylvania primary turns out to have been a little excessive. And the candidates are finding it hard to come up with exciting new things to complain about. The Democrats are still arguing about superdelegates, and the McCain camp is demanding that Obama apologize for a remark made by one of his supporters, Senator John Rockefeller of West Virginia. And it's not John, it's Jay, but nevertheless, Gail. In an interview with the Charleston Gazette, Rockefeller said that McCain didn't care about the concerns of average people, and Rockefeller used as an example the fact that, as a Navy fighter pilot, McCain had dropped missiles without knowing who or what they hit. This was not a good thing to say on several levels. For one thing, Obama's already made it clear that he's never, ever going to criticize John McCain's war record. In fact, he continually commends McCain for his many long years of military service in a way that suggests that said service was accomplished while clad in armor and carrying a spear. For another, thanks to his wife Cindy, heir to a beer-distributing fortune, McCain is worth an estimated $100 million. When a man whose family has more than a half dozen houses opposes help for people facing mortgage foreclosure, you don't need to go back to the war in Vietnam to make the argument that he's out of touch with average American people's problems. The Obama camp immediately issued a statement saying that Barack did not agree with what Rockefeller said. Then Rockefeller himself called McCain up to apologize profusely and released a statement disavowing his very poor choice of words. Naturally, now we're arguing about whether this is enough. Why does Senator Obama refuse to personally condemn this type of despicable attack demanded a McCain spokesman? I believe there's also a dispute pending about whether Obama should apologize personally for the talk show host in Fargo, North Dakota, who called McCain a warmonger, Ed Schultz. 
Given the number of crises we've had along these lines, it might be a good idea for all three candidates to disavow in advance anything stupid a supporter, advisor, staffer, or radio talk show host says for the rest of this year. We could give the blanket disavow a fancy name like Article 300. Then the next time it came discovered that one of his backers had say called for a crusade against Lutherans, he could just invoke Article 300 we could all move on. Unfortunately, the way things have been going lately, we might have to move on to another discussion of what to do about the superdelegates. That would inevitably lead to people screaming at each other about Michigan and Florida. Maybe Barack and Hillary could work it out over the pinnacle table. Winner takes all. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Welcome to another edition of what could be the final edition of the Jack Show. No, 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 people. Don't be fooled by the rumors. I ain't going anywhere. In the prove it, I'm yelling a little bit. Yeah! This here's your chocolate thunder from down under. Wrap your brain around a labyrinth of nothing but me babbling about the heat. The fantastical basketball team with a fabulous expense account. Think that's all I ever talk about? Well, I got news for you. I got your log right here, Omer. But I can talk about Blue Nails or love other sports. Hoots and heat. How about that, huh? How about that game last night, huh? How about that? I only want to talk about B-Ball. How about that? Because I have a dream expense account with the heat. How about that? I've been in radio long enough to know the audience doesn't expect anything more than the only thing I'm concerned with. How about that? So the rumors stop now. How about that? I ain't going nowhere. How about that? Now stand back. Stand back, you hear me? I'll bust the cap in your ass. How about that? You found me, I fire on you. How about that? I'll wait a little bit here. I gotta reload the cord. Or I could say, how about this? But then I could play one I can't play that anymore. You know what I mean? That? Like that. How about that? 133 at 560, though. Maybe we ought to put that in the contract. And that, like, maybe one or two days a year we can play, like, all fart sounds Ooh, all day. Hey, there's a point worth negotiating. All day. We can have fart day. We have, like, billboards, promote like the Friday. Holiday. Fart day Friday. I don't see any uh, promotion going on about this. Of course, we haven't signed the papers yet, but it's agreed to verbally and uh, non-verbally. And, and, of course, we're still wondering what's going to happen to George and Chris. Right. We know about Chicken Neck. He's getting a uh, deal. Okay. Well, something, like a one-page deal is what it said. That's what I read. That's something. Yeah. More than I mean, he had, you get a response more, more than he had before. No, no. Well, you better chat with that girl, because otherwise he's going to leave you hanging. It wouldn't uh, be the I first know, time. He always does, right. It wouldn't be the first I time I told him, be sure and take care of you guys. And uh, I don't know right. Chris's name, because... <laughs> you said that to other people, too, and they said, all right, I will, and then yeah, uh, they did. You had they to sure say did. other people. You can mention Bob. Oh, yeah, I'll take care of George. I'll take care of George. Yeah, he took care of you, all right. Uh-huh. I still feel it. And you even took him to that damn uh, swingers club, and he sure didn't take care of you. Set him up. I'll bet. I did. Well, as long as I live, I'll never forget that damn Christmas party. Oh, uh-huh. You and me at both. The Triple K Ranch in Davie, man. The Redneck Triple K Ranch. See. And uh, Cheryl and his wife got into it, man. Like, I, right. I was there. I, I, I heard it. We all had our own experiences there, see. I talked my wife into wearing boots with heels, and it was muddy everywhere, mm-hmm. as you know there. So she kept yeah, well, sinking into the mud. Fest. So you didn't have somebody standing next to you. It was a and the food was a monkey. Thanks for making me wear these boots. Thanks for making me wear these boots. Thanks for making me wear these boots the whole time I was there to enjoy myself. bitchy there. Yeah. There. Hmm. Well, sooner or later happens to all of us. Uh huh. <laughs> Sometimes sooner. Oh, come on. She's a sweetheart. Sure, she is. To some Strangers. people. 
Just not, yeah, exactly. Well, that's how a lot the of people are. You know, that's, that's how my father was. He was the same way. To his family, he was a rotten, uh, hard-ass bastard. But to strangers, man, he couldn't do enough. He, he bent over backwards for strangers. But for the family, to you, like that. Mm-hmm. So he's in the ground for many years now, boy. He's dead on the doornail. Old Saul. Now, how can you say that about your father, Neil? Your father, he was such a man, such a wonderful man. Yeah, right. You should live so long. And your mother, oh, my God, you must have put her in her grave. Yeah. Anyway, 135, you know, let's, let's not uh, get all that. It's, it's such a pleasant day, I don't want to get all depressed thinking about dead parents and stuff like that. The, I'd rather think about dead dogs. Would you? You know, that was one thing I thought about when I was driving down there. I headed, you know, out to Queen Elizabeth Way toward Niagara. Uh, I was thinking about when I, if I moved back into the house, I'd get, like, a couple of dogs. Okay. And, and like, I know you can't go back, but, like, you know, just duplicate it. Get a minpin and a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. Like Tony 2 and Winnie 2. Or just a golden cute? retriever and uh, avoid the nervous breakdown. Why do you say that? Well, you're always are complaining you, about Are you picking Tiny. on poor little Tiny again? If, if we were taking calls, Listen, this guy would call in. We have a little dog, too. He's adorable, but they are basket cases, as we yeah. both know. Yes. So. And we'll drive you crazy. They'll drive you crazy. And That's nasty, right. right. They do and things out of, of spite. And they piddle, uh, you know, to make a point. Oh, sure. He had his favorite spots all over the house. Okay, let's not go. I'm not getting no dogs. I can't have a dog here. That's good. Uh, good. Just as well. It's, ties you down, baby. Ties you down. Dogs are great. They're better than most people, but nevertheless. Unless you're prepared to be responsible and you shouldn't have a dog. Am I right? That's right. Uh, well, I'm not prepared. I'm, I'm an old fart. You know, I need somebody to take care of me. I can't be taking care of no dogs. That's the interesting part. Oh, now, last night we watched the movie. Paco was here, and I went, I'm the oldest delivery boy in the city. I told you that. I went and picked up the Chinese about a block away. It was, it was good. And, well, you know, he, when he comes here and honors me with his presence, he has the remote control for the TV. Mm-hmm. And we watched the movie, which I thought I would hate, called Fat, P-H-A-T. Yes. With all these black chicks, including the one big one who weighs about 800 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen that? I've seen the previews for it. It wasn't bad. I mean, I'll take your word it was, uh, I don't know, it wasn't good, but it was okay, it was watchable. You know, it had, it had a few funny moments. I'll take your word for it. And it reminded me a little bit of um, Fatso. Remember when he was watching mm-hmm. TV, he was laying there in bed, mm-hmm. all tubbied up, and he kept changing the channels. And every channel had another ad for some diet or food or ice cream or something. And she wound up doing the same thing toward the ass end of the movie. It was, right. uh, it was weak. But boy, she sure is big. What's her name? Monique. Monique? Is that who that is? I think. Oh, my God. Chris, you know who that is? I know who Monique is, yeah. Her one, one breast is larger than some city. Yes. She's a, uh, not a good person. She's one of these people with, uh, I call it a fatitude. Really? Always throwing her weight around. She had pitched a fit on a plane or something like that. Everybody's always really? picking on me. One of those people. Yeah, shut up and sit down, bitch. One of those professional fat people, like yeah. that is beautiful yeah. and, and yes. great. And like yes, me. that's and exactly right. And I'm disgusting fat, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. that's shoveling food down my throat. Exactly. You must have been. Oh, those cheese blitzes are starting to sound no, really no, good. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Yes. Do it. Oh, I don't know what it is about them, their whiny little voices or their big noses, those 
goofy hats, oh. tiny little schmeckles. I don't know. They just they just rubbed me the wrong way. Anti-Semitism lives in every speech and love regives. It's in the news. Oh, 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 boy. Hillary hates Jews. Absolutely. Spewing hatred through the halls. Boston people's matzo balls. It's in the news. Ah. Hillary hates Jews. You won't catch her lighting a menorah. God, she must have a wonderful aura. When she speaks, I want to cry. She could use a good rabbi. It's in the news. Oh, oh, oh boy. Hillary hates Jews. 144.16 until the jerk show comes out at 2 o'clock. Now, this story just leaves me limp. Okay. If there's one thing that makes me nauseous is that you're watching the news, and all of a sudden they have like a, one of those... 80 trillion sports uh, press conferences, you know, with the 400 microphones. Right. And some dumb jock sitting behind a microphone. And if they're going to retire, it's always, oh, weepy, weepy, oh, gee, I'm so, yeah. Whether it's Needlenose Wayne Gretzky or whoever it is, you know, and Brett Favre. Remember that? A couple weeks yep. ago, Brett Favre, Chris? Yep. Now, if the Green Bay Packers are ravaged by injuries this season, Brett Favre says he might consider returning should the team reach out to him. Oh. I have no line. Evidently. It would be hard to pass up, I guess, he told the Biloxi, Mississippi Sun-Herald. But three months from now, say that presents itself, I may say, you know what? I'm so glad I made that decision. I feel very comfortable what I'm doing in my decision. So just go away already. You got millions and millions and millions of dollars. You had a wonderful career. Go away already and stop crying. Yeah, I can probably be up there doing that and playing. But again, I don't know. It's only speculating. I think the world of that team. I had a lot of fun not only this year but over my career. But if Aaron Rodgers went down with an injury or Neil Rodgers or... Uh, Kevin Rogers. Aaron has fallen into, uh, into a great situation for him. Said if that opportunity presented itself and they did call, it would be tempting. Now I could very well be enticed to do it. It's kind of like he's begging them to call him back, you know? Yeah, retire. Okay, I'm retired, but I want to come back. I don't want to. Just go away already, Brett. I don't, I don't like him. He's annoying. I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm not saying he didn't have a great career, but he just bugs me. There's something about him, you know? He just he just exudes that whole Yahoo thing, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about the website. No. I'm talking about the mentality, that Yahoo thing. He exudes it. Yahoo! That's it. Oh! Did you chop that off? <laughs> yeah. Well, I had it on for you. I know. No extra charge. <laughs> Two, do you get a response from Norman yet? <laughs> no, I'm holding my breath. That's why I'm blue. I've got a... Incredible line. I know. I won't use it. <laughs> Go ahead. I dare you. No. Headed I'm, with normal. All right. And blue. <laughs> Two thirty-two on the pool. What's the gayest? Oh, speaking of that, what's the gayest fashion accessory man can uh, can sport? Nipple rings fifty-three. Man shoulder bag forty-three. Speedos thirty-seven. Navel ring thirty-two. A Prince Albert piercing twenty-four. Tongue piercing twenty-three. Earrings, 10. I, I just don't buy that at all. Sandals, 5. Necklace, 2. Mustache, 2. And goatee, 1 out of 232. Mustache. Like Rimmer, for example. Right. Now, our mustache is becoming more, I guess it depends on the culture. Like Latins, I mean Latinos. Okay. Latins, a lot of them uh, have mustaches. Well, right? it's much as used to. I'm, I'm talking about now. I don't see it, I don't see it on anyone anymore. I think anymore. generally it's becoming out of fashion, right? Correct. Generally. Just like just like long everyone. hair for guys is out of fashion. Guys that are like correct. short hair. That is thank correct. Thank God. Right. Like ponytails. I mean, you talk about out of fashion. Mm-hmm. 
The only two people in the world still with a ponytail is Woody Graber and Jeff Cohen. And you told me Woody that, Graber. Uh, pony, what do you mean? Woody Graber. Ponytail cut his off. That is right. His name is ponytail, ponytail anymore. Too. Nor does he paint his fingernails anymore. Oh, thank God for that. That is so. Yay. Jesus. Sways with the wiggle, with the wiggle when he walks. Sways with the wiggle when he walks. You fairy. What is love? It is Lewis and his ponytail. Oh, that's the other one. I did Mitch Lewis cut his ponytail short. I think he did. Yes. He chopped it. He's close cropped now. He's cut. Almost shaved. Of course, he was always cut. And so are the other ones. There's three Jews right there with ponytails. I wonder if that's a Jew thing, you know? The ponytails? Yeah. What'd you think? Makes sense. You get chopped off in front and you grow something in the back? Nine degrees uh, Celsius, baby. That's 48. It's going to be 12 and sunny. That's 54. Not bad. Nice uh, spring day. I should be out there right now on my way to get my cheese blintzes. And a nice bowl of matzo ball soup. Oh, I feel so Jewish all of a sudden. Couldn't you be a little more Jewish, Steve? That, that's a call I could never forget as long as I live. I'm trying to think whether it was on IOD or WNWS. Not that it makes sense. It had to be on W Snooze, you know. All the old yentas. Our average age, our demographic on that station was death plus ten. We had big ratings, but they were all dead people on WNWS. Old, old. And Jerry Williams, it was so great that he would just, I mean, even worse than I did when I got to INZ, just ripping the old farts. It was just great. And some old bag calls up Steve Kane one day and she says, Steve, couldn't you be a little more Jewish? What kind of a crazy yenta says something like that? A, a professional ethnic. A professional yenta. Couldn't you be a little more Jewish, Steve? And of course, now he's gone full. Wow, talk about going from the frying pan into the uh, fryer, into the deep fryer, into the uh, thing. Man, now he's born again Christian, he's got 4,000 kids, and a whole bunch of them are dark-complected, and he's got little Brian there. Yeah, Norma and I should have spirited Brian away back in the day when he was younger and looked good, you know, before he became uh, Brian, whatever his name is. Spirited him away? Yeah. To what end? Hind end. I see. (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean to what end I don't even know what his name is anymore Brian Craig, Craig that, how, how did you know that because you talk about him all the time no I do not are you a crazy person you're the only one that talks about him and Woody I mean uh, him and Footy him and Footy him and Footy him and Footy maybe they're uh, an item I never met the kid I only hear his name from your mouth well trust me when I tell oh, you oh I'm sorry name. let me take that back the guy with the eyes when he comes to appearances yes he can't stop talking about him too so there's really? two of you there's two what of you. does he say about him oh Brian Craig said this and uh, you know uh, Brian Craig said that and uh, wants to debate you and this and that I said I don't want to meet him I don't want to be in the same room he wants with him. to debate who I don't want him to pass me the salt at the table wouldn't say the same to me really yeah oh and Norm Norm used to talk about him I don't want to say what he said about him saying, uh, uh, did this and that uh, Michael Corleone did that. So I said, uh, yeah, yeah sure. sure. That's what he was saying. Right. Norm used to talk about it. Well, that's for different reasons. Than, uh, that's you right. Know, oh, no, no. Probably it's the same reason the guy with the eyes would talk about him. I, I imagine. Because it's a yeah, thing. That's right. Yeah, he was cute. I'll take your word for he it. He was cute, and then he became like a disciple of uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Ego. You know, mm-hmm. He became one of the clones. Yeah. I, I don't understand people like that. I guess they're like uh, people right, brainwashed. People that have no a mind of their own. Right. It's like a like a religion. I know people that have gone to work for certain right wing radio stations and uh, and got absorbed by them and like uh, a cult. And be, yeah, and became right wing uh, Bush voting Republicans. Really, in spite of uh, everything they used to be. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. 
Yeah, he had his moments, and then we let him slip away, slip through our fingers, so to speak. Although Norm actually, uh, in, in Norm's case, it would have been literally a literal uh -huh. case. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. They had a blissful night together. What, I, what I'm told, I don't know if that's Bl true. Uh, blissful? Maybe it was just wishful thinking by Norm. I don't know. No, he's that's telling every, he told everybody, so, you know, if it's a yeah. lie, he's telling it a lot. Well, Norma would never lie. <laughs> of course not. He's a lawyer. <laughs> 245 votes on Chris's poll. What was our goal? 110 or something like that? Oh, we did 200. fine today. We did fine. We sold out the um, Neal's deal in, what was it, 19 18. Like I said, 18. Look at that. It's getting better every second. One thing about this audience, man, they know a good deal when they see it, and they hop up those restaurant certificates like they're, like they're going out of style, as opposed to... Um, Footsie, you don't even have By the way, um, just so you know, Kevin from Japango, big fan. Mm -hmm. We was in here during the break. Uh, Thanks, break, Kevin. Requesting drops and certain things. We set him up with a little uh, Best of Neil CD and some leftover keychains. He's a big fan Great. of the show. Excellent. That's good. Mm -hmm. See, there's still a few people that like us. I mean, yeah, not too many anymore. Two, three. Now we're becoming like a distant memory. But I'm sure that once this new deal kicks in, man, once once Monday comes, there's going to be some promotion of likes of which you have never seen. Right. <coughs> You know what I'm gagging on? Saliva? No, this like zero was zero. Yeah, me yeah. Told me how bad it was, and now, and now, I guess I never paid much yeah. attention. I don't know. It's wet, you know. Yeah, I know. And the uh, zero too. But I, I think that's uh, what it gets on a scale of one to ten. I think it gets a oh. zero. Kind of like Joel Feinberg could relate to. How you doing, Joel? Bye, bye, baby. Loser. Sports leader. Oh God. Absolutely. Back in the day when someone done us wrong, we didn't take their crap. Do, 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 do. In Pearl Harbor, when the Japs dropped their bombs, we bombed them back. And now the Saudis, they hit us hard. And on our cards, our little flags wave at that Saudi loving. Retired points of bombers the wrong way. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to be an American where they follow bush like sheep. The United States of arrogance, led by Bush and his family, breathing at this country. <laughs> and the late towards the darkest days in our history. I don't want to be a Pax American in the USA. What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past. If you want that SUV to drive, you're gonna need more gas. It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to leave. And I'm embarrassed to be an American where we patriotically wave a flag in one hand. With our head in the sand and blindly follow the powers that be apathetic. Watching state from news on a 65-inch screen. You fail. Scratch your fart. Everything's okay. In the USA.
Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Who's the best talent? Say it again. And you're home for Miami Dolphins football. Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami. Bring back Alex Bennett, for gosh sake. Do yourself a favor, will you, pal?